0: The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
1: I know a fat old policeman, he's always
2: on our street. A fat and jolly red-faced man, he really is a treat. He's too kind for a policeman, he's never known to frown. And everybody says he is the happiest man in town. <laughs> On point duty, he laughs upon his feet, he laughs at everybody when he's walking in the street. He never can stop laughing. He says he's never tried. But once he did arrest a man and laughed until he cried <laughs> face it wrinkled and then he shut his eyes he opened his great mouth it was a wondrous sight he said i must arrest you he didn't know what for and then he started laughing until he cracked his jaw
3: why we're laughing. Don't you? Tell us, racist criminal. They've cancelled Brexit.
2: They've cancelled
3: Brexit. They've cancelled Brexit. I... Do you know what? So tempted to do a Brexit phone in tonight. It's starting to get really interesting now, isn't it? <laughs> It's, uh, uh it's um it's season four has started with a bang and i had gone off it but boy oh boy it's this season is funny and it is brutal round bravo to the writers and the producers who thinks this crazy stuff up I as you know we tend to be a brexit free show. On this, we're called the Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who
4: are you? Uh, Today I'm going to be playing the part of Catherine Boyle. Okay,
3: Um, And and sorry to any Catherine Boyle fans, but she's not here, but she is being played by this wonderful actress whose name is also Catherine Boyle, by coincidence, but it's not. No relation. Um, So Brexit. Boring, man. Couldn't care. Don't really have a dog in the race. I voted Remain, but I'm really not that bothered. Really not that bothered at all. Do what you want. I don't care. It's going to have minimal impact on me personally. Minimal. Food will get a bit more expensive. I've got a few quid, you know. Uh, this sounds selfish, I don't really care. It might make things a little bit more difficult for my kids. But me, personally, as an, as an individual, uh, yeah. So I've been watching this the thing and thinking, boring, boring, boring. Um, but man alive, the last 24 hours have been funny, isn't it? It is the... Funniest, funniest thing ever. Everyone's imploding, exploding, stabbing each other in the chest. I don't really know what's going on, right? All I know is, so Theresa May's got a deal that nobody likes. She has done the one thing no one thought possible. She has caused the uh, people who voted to leave and the people who voted to remain to join together as one in hating no one's happy
4: but the resignation started before anyone could have really yeah. read what she'd put out oh
3: i've read it it's 500 pages i've read it all oh i couldn't care they haven't read it they just jumped so it's so no one likes it right no one likes it scotland's rightfully annoyed in i don't think scotland get mentioned once in the entire thing right so scotland's peed off about that rightfully so um like jobs and stuff aren't mentioned in it it it's just it's hilarious right And then you had that thing of people starting to resign. I love it when people start to resign. Um, And the the moment for me, the turning point for me when I thought, oh, do you know what, I'm going to watch this series, was when Esther McVeigh resigned. She is one of the biggest a-holes in politics ever. She's the woman who lied. Mm, She's the woman who got some really important numbers mixed up and um, she was Department of Health and Pensions, work, work and Pensions, and is overseeing... Is she overseeing the pips, the, the the benefits and stuff? I believe so, yeah. And she lied... Sorry, she got the figures wrong when she was questioned about it and how successful it was, and she just kind of gave them some figures that were... Never liked her. Never liked them when she was a TV presenter. But she's one of those smarmy career politicians, as, as most of them are. Steve Baker... Oh, there's another a-hole. What an a-hole. I've interviewed that guy. He's the biggest a-hole ever. And now you can see him warming up, because I think he's, he thinks he's in with a chance as Deputy PM or Foreign Secretary, because he's, he's in with all the... Listen, they're all a-holes, right? I think it's hilarious. Um, I don't know what there is to say about it, but it, it, if you want to tonight, if you want to call in about Brexit you won't get what, what Catherine and I normally... say you can phone in about anything, right? Then if someone phones in about Brexit, both Catherine and I say, quite audibly, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Tonight you won't get that, because I, I...
4: Well, you won't get it straight away.
3: No. I'm genuinely quite excited by it. I'm, in, I'm enjoying... So she's... Right, so everyone's resigned from uh, 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 the the Cabinet. So the Cabinet... I really don't know a lot about politics, right? The Cabinet are... Um, they're not just constituency MPs, they're the minister for. That's the cabinet, is Mm -hmm. it? The minister for health. Yeah, they've got extra duties. Yeah, the minister for coffees. So they're they're all resigning. And then fair play to her, right, the Prime Minister. She then had to go to um, the Houses of Parliament today and stand there and go... What, what are you talking about? No, everything's fine. Fu- no, every- oh, shut up, man! Everything's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. This is this is a great thing. Everything's fine, and it's going to go through. And I'm really, really happy with it. it. I go back to a theory I had. I put out a couple of weeks ago. Right, she's doing this deliberately. She's doing it. I I put this forward as a joking theory, but I'm watching it now, thinking maybe she is the greatest, most selfless, bravest politician. We've ever had, right? Maybe she knows that leaving Europe was never going to work. Right? She was always a re- voted Remain. She knew it was never going to work, right? So she had a choice of either trying to make it happen, even though it wouldn't work, or making it look like she was trying to make it happen and then screw it up so it couldn't happen. So it, she she is she is basically the Christ of this. Um, Parliament, she has sacrificed uh, herself for our sins. She, I mean, there's a chance, there's a very, very strong chance she's just completely incompetent and um, has got a poison chalice. There's that. Or, I, I really do like to think that she is doing this deliberately to scupper it for us. Now, she's playing a dangerous game because, the, from what I can tell, this, thing she's, this plan she's got, is never going to go through, we know that, right? But from what I can tell, the two options now are we leave without a deal, which is, is, is terrible, or it goes to another referendum and, you know, who knows, we might vote sensibly this time, right? Um, so she's, t- playing a, she's playing a gamble now. She's got a 50-50 chance of getting this right. But I do, I just, honestly, today I was just, lo- I was listening to the news. I had the kids in the car, I went, shh, shh, shh I want to, I actually said these words to my children, shh. shh, shh. I want to hear what Theresa May is saying.
4: Imagine me by saying "vote sensibly" this time. What you mean is vote knowing what the
3: alternatives are. No, I mean, are. I mean, get it right and don't vote. Leave you muppets. It was a stupid thing to do. It's stu- the, um, Matt Haig, the, uh, the author, b- brilliant description of Nigel Farage, the waitrose Tommy Robinson. That's a great line. That is a great line. No, vote. Do the vote properly this time. Vote vote the right way. Don't leave. That means the right way, right? Um i don 't care if we leave we leave, whatever whatever, but so much and i 've had more entertainment from the last twenty four hours of politics than i 've ever had in politics in my the entire you know life or um uh on celebrity master Chef more entertainment from this than celebrity master chef it 's wonderful to watch these stuck up a holes who don 't give a stuff about us screwing their lives up could you put the aircon on it's but 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 boiling in here so listen tonight i am prepared to um lift the snide um it's not turned on the other side that's it there we go that'll do it that'll do it heat that's on heat you want it on cool top left top left i thought you knew how to work this thing keep going Auto. One more. There we go. Cool. Cool. Where are you going? What's What's happening here, man? So tonight, I'm just going to... Wasim, you keep calling. Sometimes you call all night. You're not coming on the show ever again. So, um... uh, So uh, tonight, if you want to call in and talk about Brexit, you're very, very welcome to. Um, If you can... First of all, well, I don't even know what to ask. I don't have a question about it. I don't have a question. Because it's so fantastical. It's so... And and William... Jacob Rees-Mogg. That smug old duffer. Um, he's in the House of Parliament. Um, well, Considering my right honourable friend no longer... Um, does not deliver what she promises... Maybe I should write to my other Right Honourable friend a vote of no confidence. Stop calling them Right Honourable friends! Stop being so posh and Victorian, you knobber! Just say, I think the Prime Minister's lied. I'm going to vote her out. I'm voting no confidence. NC, I'm going to go for a V of NC. A V of NC! So the V of NC, the vote of no confidence, that's now... They have to go... With this country, is nuts, right? Maybe... Listen, I'm not in any way calling for violence against MPs. Of course I would not, but, you know, maybe Guy Fawkes was right. Blow that place up! But don't blow that place up. I'm not in any way suggesting we have actual violence because people have lost blood and and lost their lives as a result of all of this nonsense. You kind of get what I'm saying. But the system is flawed, is what I'm trying to say. The system is flawed. So they've got to... So he's talking about his right honourable friend and his other right honourable friend. So then he writes to the 1922 committee? To say a vote a V of NC, and then they need another forty-seven letters to the V of. they doing letters. Just start a WhatsApp group. Start a WhatsApp group with with the nineteen twenty the ninety. The fact that there's a thing called the nineteen twenty two committee, and they can start the mechanism to get rid of. Oh, it's just so old-fashioned. It's awful. Do you know what I would like now? I want the Queen to come in and take. Her. I want the Queen. The next, right, the next Parliament, right, the next Houses of Parliament show, I want them to be talking. And you just hear these doors slam open. And you hear machine gun firing into the ceiling. And the camera pans around and it's the Queen with a cigar. She goes, Right, right, you MFs. I'm taking control again. And she goes in and she just pushes and she takes control of the country. That I would like to see. I mean, I think it's unlikely. It's possible. Very, very possible. Hey, we've got a busy show tonight, guys, very busy show, at 11 o'clock, very excited by this. By the way, you know, um, who is it who runs the Big Green Bookshop in Green? Is it Simon? Say his name? Simon, isn't it? I, my mind's gone blank. Anyway, I've performed in the Big Green Bookshop in Green. it's the best bookshop, right? Every time we get someone on who's plugging a book, I'm going to link to their page now. You know, and you've been there. I did a show there. Tiny His name is Simon Keith. Simon, of course it is. Mine went blank. Sorry, Simon. I do apologise, brother. He won't be listening, and I'll tell you why he won't be listening. You know that tiny shop he's got? Yeah. Guess who was there today, tonight, between seven and nine, reading bits from their autobiography and doing a Q&A? Uh...
5: I'll
3: give you a clue. Um. I'll give you a... Hang on a minute. I'll give you a clue. Was it kept? Baby, 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 baby. Oh. It was not Noddy Holder. Right. Dave Hill? Dave Hill. Was he? Dave Hill from Slade was in Simon's Big Green Bookshop in woolgreen a place I have had the pleasure to perform. A lovely bookshop run by a lovely man who loves books. And he had Dave Hill there tonight. And I messaged him and said, oh, dude, you've got... Listen, Bunk, bunk after you finished, Bunk, get Dave Hill an Uber and send him over here. He said, oh, I'll try and get a contact for him. Um, and he said "Oh, you, he said to me today, you don't fancy coming and doing the Q&A, do you? I said, oh, man. If you'd asked me a week ago, I could have, I've, got, I've got the kids tonight. I could have, I could have brought the kids with me. I could have, I've got the kids. I'm sorry, man. I can't do it. But Dave Hill, was in, he's got an autobiography out, which I've ordered. I think it's been out for a while, actually. That one slipped, slipped me by. Uh, but we're going to try and get Dave Hill on the show to talk. Man, how cool is that? That shop holds 40 max. And there were still tickets today. There were still tickets. If you went to that, 0344 499 1000, please. No, at 11, we've got Mark Blake on. Mark Blake, who's a brilliant writer, writes for loads of music magazines, and he has written, Bring It On Home, Peter Grant, Led Zeppelin and Beyond, the story of Rock's greatest managers. Now, I've not had a chance to read I'm swamped with books. I've not had a chance to read it yet, but... I've read um, uh, little excerpts, and I've read the reviews of it, and it's a corking book, and it's a fascinating man, uh, uh, Peter Grant, who I don't know that much about. Led Zeppelin are kind of my blind spot. He was one of
4: these guys used to throw his weight about, wasn't he? Yeah,
3: I I think he was kind of a Don
1: Arden-type
3: vibe. I don't think he hung anyone out uh, uh, out by their feet out of the window. But, 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 supposed to be a really good book. So we've got Mark coming on at 11. Now, here's the thing, dear listener. Regular listeners will know, I have never heard stairway to heaven i know the bit and she's buying a stairway to heaven i know that bit there's a rock by a pool and oh no, it is cool and she's buying a stairway to heaven In fact, this is what we'll do right tonight I'm going to listen to Stairway to Heaven live on the show, and I'm going, to, I'm going to do a director's commentary as it's going. I never thought this day would come. No, nor did I. It's one of the, I thought I'm going to hang on to this. It's one of the things that makes me special, but I'm not going to break that. So at some point after 11, we're going to listen to Stairway to Heaven. I'm going to talk over it. But before that, I'm going to try and recreate it from what little I know about it. I didn't know there was a bit where it rocks out. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. It rocks out! So I will recreate I will I will try and recreate Stairway to Heaven from what little I know about it you pretty much heard all I know about it then I'm going to listen to the song for the first time this evening so we've got that got a cassette cassette player because we got these cassettes to the um, the hot and horny girl show we've got the cassettes um, t- for that we're going to play the cassettes oh oh what's this i found oh yes man this is this is a brown ring binder folder that was uncovered in the move and I think it's got some sketches that me and Mackenzie wrote, Mackenzie Crook, for a show in Edinburgh, look there's a list of there's a list of um, agents that I was trying to trying to get in with, list of agents look (coughs) 7181, I wonder what that means Look at this, look at this Beatles single, 13th March, Baby It's You. Um, uh, um, Ian Mary rang, meet outside Barclays at 8am, bring rugged clothing, you must phone Duncan. Rugged clothing? I don't even know what that means, this is notes that would have, um, uh, anyway, so so there's this, but also within this. I can
4: smell that old paper.
3: Have a sniff of that. Yeah. Also within this, right, songs that I wrote, and I thought there were songs when I was like fifteen, sixteen, but I don't think they are. I think they're, I think they're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, right? Songs that I wrote, and do you know what? To to you, you've got to if you want to grow as a performer, you have to have no shame. This is no shame whatsoever. I'm reading these bad boys out now. I should have brought a guitar because I've, I've only looked at a couple, and I thought right, I want we'll look at it on air. There are chords on there. There are chords on some of them, yeah. Oh. But what I'm prepared to do, dear listener, is I am prepared to recite these lyrics on the air. I'm, I'm putting it out there now. It's open, open season on these lyrics. Right? Open season. If anyone wants to take these and turn these into songs, maybe you're a guitarist, maybe you're a rock band, maybe you're um, uh, what are they call Dis- uh, DJs, you're a remixer. If you want to turn any of these into songs and make it a collaborative effort, you can do it. You can do it, because I bet some of these, with a hot, sexy, like, 21-year-old chick vocalist over some dance beats, hits, hits. So that's happening. It's a busy show tonight. Busy show. 03. Loads of calls lined up, so I'm not even going to give out the phone number. We'll get to them in a second. This is The Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on
6: Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on air and off the leash, on Talk Radio. Busy...
3: Busy show this evening. Let's. um... Okay, well, let's start. Alan Caddick, good evening, Alan.
7: Hi, boss. Hi, uh, Judge Boyle. I'm
3: curious. What happened on last night's show?
7: No, I want to start my ruling from Judge Boyle. Okay. Because this is tantamount to bullying,
8: this is.
3: Okay. What happened on last night's show, Alan? Just one thing. No, I didn't listen to last night's show. Okay. He knows the rules. Very, very silly. He knows, what's this Judge Boyle stuff? He I don't
4: that? know, but he's not using it to butter me up.
3: Um, you, all, you got to do, all you had to do was say, you weren't in last night. He didn't listen. Exactly. He didn't
4: even listen to two minutes' worth, <laughs> exactly. even though his, <laughs> online, his on-air life depends on it.
3: Alan, well, I don't know when, why I'm talking to him, because he can't listen, but all he's got to do, if Alan wants to come on... At any point, is just tell us, like, one small thing that happened on the previous show that doesn't involve him.
4: And here's a tip, not that he's going to hear it. <laughs> just, just listen to two minutes That's at it. some point between ten and one. So what you, can...
3: you got to do. Unlucky, mate, unlucky. Uh, let's go to Dan. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. Jacob
9: Rees-Mogg is 49 years old.
3: Oh, God, oh, do you know, I found this out a couple of months ago. He's four years older than me, and he looks like 100 not. years older.
9: I'm, I'm continually shocked that he's not in his early sixties, uh, and that's been fairly generous. But today's been astonishing. I've, I couldn't concentrate at work,
3: in, in a good way. When you say astonishing, have you? I've honestly, I've I've literally been laughing out loud, I've been lolling at, at these I, I've idiots been doing the
9: same, refreshing the news page, thinking, oh, what's coming next? And it is all over. Yeah, there, there is nothing more to come. It, it's now um That it is happening and it's going to be horrific,
3: or it is done and we're going back to the status quo. But
10: either way, it's
2: brilliant. This is the thing.
3: Don't be terrified because we're powerless over it now. We can't do anything. You know, don't, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's terrifying. I think it's funny. I think all of these sh1t's are now. You know, they're running around like headless chickens. They they don't know what to do. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, we might get um, Jacob Rees-Mogg as the next prime minister. Wouldn't that be that would be amazing, Catherine? Don't go! Oh, it would be amazing. Possible prime ministers, and he said Esther McVeigh. (laughs) (laughs) the lady from Five's company. No, I don't think so. The the second choice host of How do they do that? Oh, God. Um, when the original house I would like and quit, Esther, Jenny went. Esther McVeigh and Steve Baker to alternate prime ministerial roles, please. That would make me so happy. It, it's, it's, I've run I've out of words. Well, I'm going to cut you off then, Dan. It's as simple okay. as that. Let's go to Ken. Good evening, Ken.
11: Good evening there, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Hello. Thank you for taking my call, Ian. I appreciate it very much. Regarding that. Uh, the stairway to heaven. Let me tell you, Ian. Oh, God. I, I used to sing. I used that to means... sing. I'm on the highway to hell. But now I sing, Ian. I'm on the highway to heaven. There's no such song. There is. There is a literal stairway to heaven, Ian. Well, is it a high? Is it a
3: road or is it? A, is it a staircase? You, you, you're confusing me here. Is it a road? Is it a highway? A motorway, as we would say in this country. It's... Is it an American-made motorway? A highway, or is it a staircase?
12: It's
3: actually a narrow path. Oh. So fat people path. can't go to heaven? No, it's they open can't. for all, Ian. It's open for What's all, that film? Man. What's that film? What's literal. that film? What's that No, it's not. Don't be so <laughs> stupid. What's that film? It's one of the most beautiful films of all time with David Niven where he he goes up a stairway to heaven.
4: Oh, I know this. Do you know it, Ken? A matter of life or death. Oh,
3: matter of life and death.
4: And death or death. Or, or death.
3: And death. That is some film. Have you ever seen it, Ken? Okay. It's a great film. It, He's uh, a pilot. No,
1: seen...
3: you know
11: the best c- Christian film I ever saw? Um, Jesus
3: passion Christ Superstar. The,
11: Christ. the Passion of
3: the Christ. Uh, look at that, Ian. I've right, was seen that was actually good. Is that the one with David Bowie in as Pontius Pilate? Oh, well, Mel. Mel, the, um, the the guy who was. Uh, uh,
11: Braveheart.
3: What's his name? The, anti- Mel- the anti-Semite. Mel, Mel, um, Mel Brooks. Mel Gibson. I'm thinking Gibson of The Ned. Last Temptation of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's um, the one Ian, with okay. David Bowie. And t- try, and, try and watch that, Ian. Try Do you and know what? Look at that. I've got that if you want to borrow it. Do you it. know what? I wouldn't mind borrowing it. Yes, it's it's, it's sort it's of on the a, long list. It's
4: a well-made film. You won't enjoy it. You're no. supposed yes. to enjoy it, but it's no. a very powerful film. I
3: would like to watch that. Ken, thank you for the film recommendation. No, I'm, I'm going to watch it. God bless you. Thank you. much. tutty-bye, tutty-bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 1000 is the telephone number. I do want to see Pon- David Bowie playing Pontius Pilate, though.
4: Oh, was-a, was-a.
3: Um, was, 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 no, who was Pontius Pilot? one that was washed it? his
4: hands, didn't make the decision. Oh, really? Threw it open to the people. I'm
3: not going to decide, do you want, do you want Jesus to be crucified? Or
4: should I do Barabbas?
3: Or should I let him go? It is up to you.
4: I'm washing my hands in it's a like sexy when, um... way, cos I'm a freaky old...
3: It's like Mm. when he did a tour, I think it was the Sound and Vision tour, where there was a phone vote. People could phone in and vote what songs they wanted to hear. So it's exactly the same as that, except it didn't involve the life of Christ. But of course, everybody, I remember this, everybody phoned in and voted for um, Teeny Tiny Gnome. What's it called? Laughing Gnome. Laughing Gnome. Have you heard that song? Yeah. It's a great song. Oh, cu- come on! You're joking, is yeah? It, it, well, it's, he was joking, wasn't he? It's a great song. Ha ha ha! He he he!
4: Wazza, wazza, wazza.
3: Oh yeah, listen. <laughs> this, this is a great song, man. This, uh, this is one of the. I don't. You know, although I did hear last, I couldn't listen to you last night. Your, your voice is great. No, I couldn't listen because you know I, I I was not very well at all. But I did listen to another station and they played um, Space Oddity. Good story, bro. No, but you know, I can't, you know I can't listen when I'm not in. You did a brilliant job from what I saw on Twitter, what people were saying. But I listened to Space Oddity. Oh, wait, don't, don't take it as a thing. It's are, not, Are I you know. taking it as a I'm thing? I'm joking. OK, because you know I can't listen to the show when I'm not in. Oh, God, there's a thing. I've no, created there a, thing. a thing. I've created a vibe. No, you haven't. I was in such a weird headspace. Well, you saw me. I came upstairs and burst into tears and said I have to go home. So I was in a weird headspace last night. Jeez, it was weird. Um, but I listened to Space Oddity. That's a song. Is that the? Is the one with Major Tom? Mm-hmm. That is a song, isn't it? Yes. Yeah,
4: exactly. That is
3: a song, and do you know the main instrument in the solo? Uh, a theremin. Stylophone. Oh, here okay. we go. This, here we go. And maybe, maybe there was some of that going on in the studio as well. This is great, isn't it?
10: Hang on a minute, I know a better version. When
2: I, heard, me, and there was- I,
1: know,
3: I know a better version. Um, um, I wonder if it's on YouTube. Oh, where is it? Uh, I might have to buy it. I might have to buy it. I feel bad that I've I've I create have I said something? No you have. not Have I done a thing? No you haven't. You took it thing. you did take it personally. No I haven't. Are You sure? Yeah I know. Okay.
4: Listen, I know what you were like yesterday. Like, Flipping egg.
3: I was I was in a state yesterday. Um I don't know uh Niels uh, I want to find the best version of the laughing gnome. Right, it's not there. Where are they? Uh, guys. Mm, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, maybe he didn't do a version of it. I thought Neil on his heavy concept album did. Do you remember? Th- do you remember this? You ever hear the album Neil's heavy concept? I know
4: album? he did. Holding my shoe.
3: Listen to this. This is great. Hello, Hello vegetables. vegetables.
8: This is Neil here, right? Um, look, I. I don't want to spoil the whole record for you, right, before it's even begun. This is such a great but album. But I just wanted to say that the whole thing was quite a lot of hassle to make, right? And it didn't turn out like I expected it at all. I mean, for a start, there's just much too much technology and commercial stuff on it, right? And it's far Oh, oh, no, here we go. Hello, shoes. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to stand on you again. Mm. I mean it's great, isn't it? This is number one I, I think. love this song.
3: No, no, no,
4: no. I had that on a cassette that I'd recorded off the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. I
3: had the whole album, and it's a very sweary um, album Heavy. On, on a on a very on a warped vinyl, so it kind of here we go. Listen to this. Got to be careful because there might be swears in it. I haven't heard it for thirty-five years. Oh
8: no! The plug hole's bunged up with cornflakes. <laughs>
3: I wonder why they don't make wholemeal corn. Oh, I know this. This is a great song. Just indulge me, guys. We're going off on a tangent. This bit might have swears. It, it doesn't change much, does it? Might have swears. Peanut s- butter coming. Here we go. This is a great song. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> Bear with us, dear listener. We'll start the show properly in a minute. Busy show tonight. Busy show. 0344 Oh, this and... T- God, the- I used to love this. I used to love this as a kid. Get to the beginning. Here we go.
1: This is a great
8: song. Standing on a golf course Dressed in EDC I chanced upon a golf girl Selling She asked me did I want one Asked me with a grin For a threepence you can have one Full right to the brim So of course I I had to have one. one In fact I ordered three So I could watch the golf girl See she fancied me Her name was Pat Wow And we sat Under a tree said she would if I went away again really quick.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Isn't this great, man? I used to, when I was 12, I used to love, I wrote the lyrics to this song down. She asked me, did I want one?
8: She hadn't gone all day. Then she was... Would...
3: Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have to order the heavy concept album, man. Ah, oh three four four. James is saying you should play the B side to "Hole in My Shoe." "Hurdy Gurdy Mushroom Man." That's a "Hurdy Gurdy Mushroom Man" has locked me in a frying pan. I can't remember the rest of it, but it's it's something. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. So a couple of days ago, before. Um, well, when I was in, we found some cassettes. Do you want to explain these cassettes, Catherine in the boys?
4: Yeah, they've been addressed not to us, so um, we didn't open them. we didn't open them. They were we just left on them. the table. Yes. And if you leave them on the table, then I think you'll find... All, it's anyone's business. ...all property is theft and that. So, uh, yeah. This is for Harriet Minter, who is from the Badass Women's um, uh, XL Badass
3: XL, women.
4: And, uh she seems to have discarded them. Yeah. I'm sure she won't mind us having them.
3: Now, there is a sealed one that we didn't open to for, Howard for Hughes. For Mr
4: Howard Hughes. Um, but he's not opened that yet, and he's certainly not left it on the table. Howard
3: is probably the only other presenter on this radio station that has ready access to a cassette deck.
4: Harriet Minter is quite a lot younger than us, so I bet she opened this and was puzzled as to what, what it was. What is this?
3: What is this ancient? they have sent us some runes or something. Yeah. The I Ching. So we've got she, two. She looked
4: at it for a bit, gave it a sniff, and then left it on the one table. One is
3: dated the 5th of November. One is the 8th of November. We're going to go in with the fifth of November. Now, I've literally got no idea what this is, so this could be filth. All right, I've got brought my cassette. It's actually my boy's cassette deck. This is our cool. Oh, I press record. There we go. I'm really, I'm really, really nervous about this. This could be a man, you know, masturbating over the dead body of a cat could be anything. It might just be a nice message from a nutjob.
4: Oh, no, this does not sound good. Are we opening the gates of hell? It's, it's his ring, isn't it? Is this Jumanji 3? <laughs> Jumanji 3? Well, they've done Jumanji 2. No, they didn't. Yeah, they have. Mm. Welcome to the jungle. It's not
3: Jumanji 2. kind of it's is. It's a reboot.
4: It's not a reboot. It's a different an- film. Exactly. I think it's better than Jumanji.
3: Oh, Jumanji's too slow. But Jumanji is, is, is Jumanji brilliant. Jumanji 2, welcome
4: to the jungle. It's not called Jumanji, Jumanji 2. Jumanji 3, welcome to some kind of weird... Hell.
3: Here we go.
1: Jesus! No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Kath!
3: I'm actually scared.
4: Yeah, we we're going to get entered by something. Totally.
3: You what we going to do. We need to run up to this. We're going to have a break. I'm standing up. I'm <laughs> nervous. We're gonna have a up, we're gonna have a break, and then we're gonna come back. This is Talk Radio,
0: the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
3: Okay, we got a cassette. We're gonna rewind it back to the beginning. We're gonna play it. No idea what's on here, but the first seconds sounded horrendous. So what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a vibe.
4: Oh no, I don't think I can stand vibe. Turn
3: the studio lights off. <sighs> this is it. This is it. Sam, I'd like you to join us. Could you turn that light off out there, please, and sit in darkness. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, God. Here we go. And just hover over that dumb button, just in case. (laughs) I've got a feeling there's going to be someone knocking one out. Here we go. Sent into the one of the presenters of the Badass XL. an F-bomb there. Or well, was it but? I don't know. It's, it, it, it's I'm struggling to... listen. If can... I know
4: that te- <laughs> uh, cassette technology was, you know, wasn't without its flaws, but
3: I'm... <laughs> the thing is, if we did I swear, no one could understand it. i, 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 I Am I on the side of caution?
4: I gleaned from that was he was trying to teach himself Welsh. Did you hear that?
3: No, I... No, I, I've not made out anything. All right, this is the game then. What did you hear, Sam? I heard something. I thought he said he's calling himself Peach or Peaches or something like that. This is <laughs> what, what I heard. <laughs> All right, we're going to play it. If I think I'm going to err on the side of caution and swear words because it's what I have to do. So I hear, I think I hear. Although, my youngest today. So, Daddy, is shit a swear word? Six, six year old. I've got, I've got a recording of him saying it. And I just started laughing and went, oh! Wow, incorrect response, Dad. I, know. I was so shot my baby. And I said, um, after I got him to set again so I could record it and send it to all my friends. I said, Yeah, it is. It means poo. Um It's it's kind of up there. It's it's sub F. It's not as strong as the F, but it's 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 a close relative to it. I would say it's probably a seven out of ten. Um and then I slapped his legs just so that he won't be using that again. But but here's the thing. they get, My boys are getting these swear words from the same guy, right? So from the same kid. Stop that. So this kid's got all the power. He's taught them F, S, and crap. Right? How wrong would it be for me to give my boys the C word? Very. Why?
4: Um, because you're not just firing it back at that particular child who mm. appears to be exploring the world of swears at the moment. Maybe with his parents back up. I would suggest that... He...
3: His parents are quite posh. A lovely family. Posh people
4: swear. Posh people swear.
3: But the, he's got all the power. And I just want yeah, my yeah. boys to have the power yeah, just but, for one day. Yeah, but you
4: give them that you give them that C-bomb and uh, that that is, a, that is a... Yeah,
3: it's that, nuclear. That's a cluster well, this bomb. going
4: to bounce all over the class. This
3: kid's running around with a, with a pistol. Right? I don't want to give my boys the A-bomb or the C-bomb. I want to give them, I want to give them something, I want to get them to go nuclear. Because also as well, here's the thing, right? I give them the C. There's no, you can't go any higher than that. You've got MF, you've got, you can't go any higher than C. So they end the debate. They end the debate. Listen, four letters. It's Ian, four letters.
4: At this point, you've got the moral high ground, right? Because yeah. you're just dealing with, I mean, you're not teaching your kids these swears. No. They're coming from that boy over there. Yeah. That's the one that. Yeah. That's the problem, boy. Yeah. There, yeah. you're just dealing with it, but you know the effect is the same. Well, you're getting to educate them, right? You don't want to be arming your kids with the C bomb because yes you do. don't want your kid to be the C bomb kid. Well, no.
3: Well, here's the thing: they're getting the swear words from a kid that's out of the school, so they're then coming into the school. They're they're the contamination. Ones, they're the ones bringing the the F and the S into the school. My boys already bringing the F and S into the school, so okay, all right. Well, how about this as a compromise? I write down four squares of paper. I write down T, C. N-U. And I say, right. N. Sorry? N. T-U, yeah. Oh, right, sorry. I'm not going to give them the N word.
4: I thought you were go- I thought you going to do a completely different no, thing No, no, no. There.
3: So give them the anagram of the C word and say, right, guys, here are four letters, right? These four letters, it's an incantation, it's a spell. It's the most powerful swear word, most powerful word in any language, right? These four letters. I can't tell you what the word is, but. If you make the you, you, uh, anagram. Because then, edu- then it's educational as well. Then they're learning about language, about word structure. It's, 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 it's educational. I take your advice on board, thank you. And I think tomorrow, uh, you're right, I agree with you. Tomorrow I am going to tell them the C word. So don't, thank you for that, Captain. Don't
4: you dare put my name on that. I'm not signing
3: up. I appreciate, listen, I appreciate your feedback. And you're right, I will give that, them that word. So I, thank you for that. I hope you understand my feedback. Thank you very much indeed. I'm going to give them the C word um, from you. Right. <sighs> Onwards with the tape. Here's the here's the game. Okay, can you work out what this guy is saying? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Sit back, relax, go off on a trip. Too
4: much practice. Too carried away with.
3: I heard him say, my first step is... Look at them in little... Um, um, who's the fellow, who, the code breaker? <laughs> Alan Turing over there. Look, Alan Turing. Alan Turing with his headphones on. You getting anything, Sam? You're younger than us. Your ears are better than ours. I thought I heard the word teabag at some point. <laughs> 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 That's all I can take from that. <laughs> all right, let's, let's carry on. Here we go.
12: Yeah. Are
3: you getting He's something?
4: talking about pronouncing English very well. He's talking about learning Welsh.
3: Oh, what a boring man! All right, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's, see. let's go forward. This is genuinely the most exciting thing of it It's like it's like it's a tape from the dead.
12: <laughs>
3: Discipline. Did he say? Dis- I thought he said discipline and subplay. So he's talking about. No. Maybe we're projecting our own desires onto this guy.
4: Isn't that funny, right? You're hearing that. Yeah. I'm hearing someone trying to learn a foreign language. He's hearing teabagging. I think it is something that's speaking oh, to different this guy, parts of each person. This guy who hears has mastered
3: the, the art of saying nothing, so that the the hearer hears what they hears their own. So okay, so whatever you hear is your own sexual desire.
4: Apparently, I'm up for a bit of Welsh.
3: He's up for tea bagging, and I'm up for a bit of subdom. Here we go. Yeah,
12: when when I I Okay, I take Um, just yeah. I heard
4: hard. Okay, can, can. Medical,
12: record. medical records. Medical record.
3: Are right. Let's us if Is anything on the other side? If not, we'll go on to the second tape. We might have learnt how to...
4: This is, this is... Uh, this is like Laurel Yanni, but a whole conversation.
3: Oh, um, Simon, my friend Simon sent me some lyrics to do with uh, Yanni, um... Sonny says... Here she comes now, singing Yoni, Yoni.
4: Laurel, Laurel, why would you sing that? Sonny's saying, no idea what's being said on the tape, but my eyes have started bleeding. This is normal, yeah?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so this is the second tape. This was recorded a few days later. Maybe he's learned how to use a microphone. Great music, by the way. Great music. Uh-oh. Um, I in the right way. Yeah. For Harriet Minter...
10: Uh oh. Hi.
3: Um. Oh. Right, it won't. For some reason, it won't let me keep the, keep the play button pressed down.
4: And that one you can actually hear. Yeah.
3: So I don't, let me just make sure. Right.
4: So there's something funny going on with that tape.
3: He's taken the tab out, good lad. He knows what he's doing.
4: You're not recording over that.
3: No. Okay. Well, this is not funny. Okay, well, i to just keep my finger pressed
10: yeah. Hi, Harriet. Um, to be honest, I have put a bit of time into putting a backing track to this, but on balance, I just thought it's just there's just no point. The other side of that is I went to the library, I, was, I set off sometime after half nine, got there about ten. The idea was to. Um,
3: See, I'm hearing t- him talk about subdom there.
10: again. <laughs> you know, just have a quick look around at uh, this producer, Phil, that I said, Oh yeah, why don't you go and learn the, the Welsh variation of the alphabet, er, with off him. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure exactly what I've said would hold on that. That's, that's not a problem, but the thing is, it's now coming up to four o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, <laughs> here I am on the nth take because I keep overrunning
3: uh, oh he's doing multiple takes because he keeps overrunning this is a C90
4: is he talking about recording something else though not this surely
3: I think it's a C it looks like
10: a C90 I'm
4: not sure we should be listening to this
10: I, I, I don't tracks so that I know the length of but they've got vocals or so I don't know
3: Right, so he wants... is the backing music he, he keeps on. Uh. OK, so the backing
10: music. I found some old stuff that I did, but it gets so far and then isn't anything to boast about. And <laughs> I just thought, nah, actually, time on this one to just... Um, just do straight to Mike Just go uh, live. Just, just go for
1: Just go for it. Do it.
10: So, I um, don't suppose you'll have heard an owl talking to its young, and I do consider it talking because the range of expressions I heard was um, yeah, it was definitely sentient communication. It wasn't animal cries of warning.
3: So he's talking to creatures. He's he's he's, he's uh, this guy is gifted. He's an empath.
10: There was reassurance. There was quite a lot in there, and you know, part of why I heard that this. Because I don't stop and ask for directions. Because I don't ask for help. And, uh, yeah, the other side of that is, of course, I pile in saying, oh, I know who you are. Yeah, you were outside that day. And you probably were. But I don't think you were the person that I wasn't sure whether they were flirting with me or not. To be honest, I don't think you were her. Um, the reason is because I was having a look to see who Phil was. Looking for titles, because they, they often put the titles big on the books. you
3: do that, Because um, so no
10: I, I do like to snap-up first editions in uh, charity shops and second-hand bookshops, if I can find them. So um, I thought I'd sort of find out who he was. I didn't, actually, in all fairness. Um, there are a series of books written by a chap called Phil Pembroke, which are novels, but apparently he's written two, and there are at least six or seven of those, so that can't be him. And uh, the uh, the Phil Wilde that I did find is a Belgian producer, and there's no mention of him speaking fluent Welsh, so I kind of gave up on that. I, I did think there might be a picture of him on the James Whale site, but there wasn't. There was, however, a picture of you, which is why I'm sort of sitting here now going, ah, oh, just as well I didn't really buy that ticket, just as well my circumstances had changed. Um. Because I would have walked up to completely the wrong person and said, hi, Harriet. Uh, It would have been even potentially even embarrassing had you been there to say, excuse me, I'm Harriet. However, none of that changes the fact that I enjoy the show. There's real chemistry there. It's a good show, it's a great show. Um, I've done various bits and bats at times which have involved working on my own. And in all fairness, I found when I did that... uh, you know, I I'm, was I'm sort of one of those people that works with the radio, and, and I quite enjoyed the BBC's Women's Hour. I was reassured, actually. Um, well, I think one of the presenters kind of said the thing, the thing that we get with new people on the show, you know, particularly new staff, they're often amazed at how many men actually listen. I listen to women's hours, good show. And it is just one of those. I mean, particularly if you end up in a male sector, you know, There's, like, 700 people in the workplace and actually 633 of them are men. You know, or maybe it's a workplace that... uh, It's a male department or a male function or whatever, but, yeah, they seem to be the kind of jobs that even agencies kind of look at me and go, oh, yeah, you look like you can lift and you look like you can carry and you look like you can do it without breaking any nails and I can't do it without breaking nails. Uh, Actually, one of the things that annoys me a bit is the number of nails that I break. I mean,
3: he sounds like a really nice guy. Sounds like a a cool dude. Um, Is it pre-recorded?
4: I think I understand why she hasn't taken those home.
3: (coughs) I'm going to start sending you tapes like this.
4: All right, and I'll play them on the radio.
3: Oh. Um, What a man of mystery. There's no letter. As far as we can tell, there's nothing. We'll play a bit more of that later on, maybe after midnight. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online
0: and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee.
2: Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of
0: late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio, we'll get you talking. 499-1000
3: Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You know, on this show, um, you know, I'm an old head and we like talking about old music. And we've had some great, you know, guests, some musical guests, Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Do you remember when I made Mike Love blush? There's a brilliant bit in, in chapter three of his book. Like The first paragraph is about how Dennis Wilson taught him cunnilingus. And I asked him if that was true. And he blushed. So we've had Mike Love, and we've had Mike Nesmith. All the Mikes uh, have been on. So I can't see... And also, I'm an old man, and I like reading rock biographies. I kind of feel like I've read them all. But every now and then, one sneaks out, and you go, Oh! Oh, that looks good! I'll have me a piece of that. Now, I've got to confess, I've not read this book yet. I've I've flicked through it, but um, I read some amazing reviews of it. And it's also... It's a blind spot in my musical knowledge. Uh, The book is called... Bring It On Home, Peter Grant, Led Zeppelin and Beyond, The Story of Rock's Greatest Manager. Uh, It's by Mark Blake. I've just tweeted a link for it. You can get it on Amazon, of course, and all the usual places, but I'm trying to tweet um, other smaller bookshops. Big Green Bookshop is my bookshop of choice. Um, So if you click on that link, you can get it. I'm going to say this, guys. If you've got um, um, a a boring old man like me, this this is a great Christmas present. This is a great Christmas present. Uh, I'm thrilled sure to say we've got Mark on the line. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. How, how you doing, man? You're right. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, now listen, Led Zeppelin is is one of my um, it's is kind of my blind spot in in rock and roll. Oh I, dear. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got you on to to educate me on a what. No, I, here's the thing. I've never heard. You're going to hang up on this. I've never heard Stairway to Heaven.
9: And all, it goes on a bit, not
3: it it? Well, I don't know. I'm going to play it tonight and listen to it for the first time ever on the show. So we'll see how we get on. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Am I going to like it? Uh, you it's good yeah the solo's good it gets going it's <laughs> going <laughs> give it time <laughs> tell me about uh, peter grant so peter grant is from what little i know so far and by the way I'm, i've only not read this book because i got it a bit late and i'm 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 behind the books it's getting read trust me this All is right, getting read okay, okay. Um, he he's peter grant was the manager and he is he kind of in the school of don arden that aggressive you know um the the, the manager from spinal tap carrying the cricket bat around is he, is he that kind of guy
9: well he worked for don arden Right. And He used to drive Don's daughter, Sharon Osbourne, to school. How did he? Yes, that was one of his first jobs. He worked for Don, but what he did differently from Don is that Don thought the artists worked for him, and Peter believed he worked for the artists. If he he looked after Led Zeppelin, we'd all make money. That was his policy, and at the time, that was quite unusual. Artists treated their... Managers treated their artists quite badly, and he didn't. And, of course, he got very rich as a result of that, but he certainly brought that intimidation... Uh, to, to what he did with Zeppelin.
3: And so he, So for those who don't know, Don Arden was. Uh, who did Don Arden manage? It wasn't the Bee Gees. No. No, it
9: was uh, the Small Faces, and right. he used to bring over all the first rock and rollers, Chuck right. Berry and uh, Little Vincent And members,
3: famously, David maybe ap- apocryphal, famously dangled someone out out of a window by their legs. Cause... Well, Peter
9: supposedly had a hand on one of those.
1: Ankles. Oh, really?
9: Yeah, it was uh, Robert Stigwood who did manage the Bee Gees. Right, that's it. I knew there was a
3: Bee Gees connection. He- right
9: got there, we got there, but <laughs> it was him that, yeah, Peter always said he was one of the guys holding on to one of those ankles. So those stories followed him around the industry. We yep. never knew if they're true or not, but people wanted to believe, so they were always worried that, you know, they could be due a dangling. If they well, that's do. a
3: good, I mean, that's a good reputation to have. When you're rocking up at venues and, uh, you know, the very cutthroat business in terms of people hiding money, lying about Absolutely. money, lying about ticket sales, yes. when you've got the reputation of someone who's, who's going to chuck you out of a window, I guess that makes things a, a, a lot easier for you.
9: It did, especially in the sixties and the, the late sixties and early seventies, when it was a cash business. So you know, if Led Zeppelin were getting paid a million pounds for a show at Nebworth in 1979, there was you know twenty grand in cash in five bags. Wow. Backstage, You know, one for four for the band and one for Peter. So, you know, you, you've got to have some muscle around you. And, and, you know, he had his guys there with shotguns, you know, just yeah. in case something went wrong. So but now that would never happen. Yeah. You know, if you paid a million pounds, it's, it's straight into the bank account. Not, not in those days.
3: Um, so he worked with. Don. How did he hook up with Don? And and when did he decide he he, he fancied a bit of the management himself and, and and go off and do it?
9: Well, he hooked up with Don when his uh, his first daughter was about his daughter was about to be born and realised he needed a proper job because before that he was driving, he was a cab driver, he was driving bands around in a minibus, and Don had seen him. When he was driving groups around and realised he was quite reliable. We should say, because Peter was six foot three and pushing 20 stones. Yeah, so obviously, he's he, a big lad and he looked the part. And I think it was around sort of the 63 he started working properly for Don, as Don's muscle, really, and driving Don's axe around, which included sort of Gene Vincent, Chuck Berry, all those guys. Wow. These were the guys he was bringing over. And he learned from Don. Then he worked in the office and became an agent for Don. But originally he was Don's, he was Don's bag man, you know, collecting money, collecting Sharon Osborne from school, and slapping people around if, if they <laughs> needed it, I think.
3: And it did get, it did get physical. There, there, there were fisticuffs. There were later on. Yeah, there were
9: not probably not as much as people thought there was, but there was uh, there was on occasions and definitely later on with Led Zeppelin. But I think it was implied violence. There was always a threat. Verbal violence was the phrase that he used. And as I said before, his appearance and the way he conducted himself made people wary of of putting themselves in a position where they were were going to get uh, going to get a slap.
3: So how did he hook up with Led Zeppelin? How did, th- how did that relationship start? Well, he looked, started managing a group called the Yardbirds
9: yeah. in the late 60s, which Jimmy Page, later of Led Zeppelin, was the guitarist. And when that band sort of fell apart, he decided to stick with Jimmy Page. And he was absolutely devoted to Jimmy Page. And this seemed to be almost a sort of almost father-son relationship. Yeah. But he spotted the talent, stayed with the talent. And then Jimmy Page and Peter put Led Zeppelin together. They found the other three guys and it was their project you know it was very much Jimmy's project and Peter was the guy that that w- went into the boardroom and, and made it all happen.
3: Isn't that funny? You know, the the the, the thought of I, I've got a, you know Jimmy Page, obviously an incredible guitarist and a huge session man as well as playing yeah. in various groups. You know, would rock up in the studio and go and lay down a guitar lick. Although never never suggest to Dave Davis of the Kinks that is Jimmy Page on "You Really Got Me." <laughs> Dave gets furious. He doesn't like
7: that, does he? he no.
3: get, Dave gets. I love I love following Dave Davis on on Twitter because one moment he'll be. um, uh, uh, <laughs> There was there was a day where he, in the morning he was tweeting about how he can't get underpants to fit him, mm. um, and then in the afternoon there was he, he retweeted a, a, an interview with Ray Davis, the sound of the Kinks. Yeah. I will have you know, me and my brother started the Kinks together. We are fifty fifty in the sa- I love Dave Davis. He's such a, he's, he's just brilliant to follow on Twitter. Um, yeah, but don't but don't mention Jimmy Page him because he gets furious. <laughs> but but I say it's great. It, 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 unusual for a manager to, ha- to to not have a group. But to have someone he recognises as a talent and is prepared to back them and help them find the group—that—that that yeah. seems pretty strange. Yeah, it was,
7: well, it was quite
9: unusual for the time. Yes, definitely. Um, but that was how he worked, and I mean, he did—he did go on to manage other people later on. But I think managing Led Zeppelin was a full-time job, really, and and trying to expand his portfolio sort of did for him in the end because it was just too much. Who else? Who else did he get? I mean, he had bad company for a while, oh. who we were very big. But when you, I mean, he had to turn down Queen. They came to him for management. He, wow. he, didn't have, he didn't have time. I mean, just dealing with Led Zeppelin in the seventies would drive anyone over the brink. So, you know, you you wouldn't leave you any room for anybody else.
3: Well, it it wouldn't, and also, I mean, you know, bad company compared to Led Zeppelin, it's a bit, oh, you know, oh, okay, all right, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how hands on. Was he? Was was he out on the road with them the whole time?
9: Yes, he was, which was unusual for Mm. a manager. I mean, you never got Don Arden or Robert Stigward doing this. That was considered very unusual. especially. And this was something that he felt was necessary, especially in America, because it was, as I said earlier, it really was the Wild West out there. You know, a promoter would say, well, you've you've only pulled 500 people in tonight. We're not, so you're supposed to get 1,000, so we're not paying you. And Peter was very, very good at getting money. That was his thing. Everybody, he always got his acts paid. And obviously having him around with the band meant that nobody was going to cross them.
3: Um, now, obviously, Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, famously druggie, ever so slightly, uh, was he involved in that or, or was he, I mean, was he, was he taking shed loads of drugs with those guys or was he the straight one that was, you know, ushering them onto the tour bus and making sure they rocked up?
9: Well, there's two of a couple of them in Led Zeppelin were relatively straight, and a couple of them really weren't. Right. One, of them, one of them really, really wasn't. And Peter succumbed himself. I mean, by about 1975, they were all of them were just the, the whole thing was cocaine fueled. Yeah. And Peter, by that time, had bought himself a, a moated. Mansion, fifteenth-century mansion <laughs> in Sussex. I love it. I love with a, it. With a working drawbridge. Of
3: course it did. There's no point in buying a moated mansion if yeah. it's not got. To, this is this is great. Whenever you see any documentaries um, mm. about rock stars in the seventies, the state of their houses, mm. just these ridiculous castles they were buying. It.
9: it was like it wasn't quite a castle, but it, it did have it, it did have you know, the moat and, um, and a working drawbridge. And if you didn't recognise <laughs> the the registration number on any car that came up. He wouldn't put the drawbridge down. <laughs> he sat he sat in his bedroom which was larger than well, my house probably. Yeah and uh, with a mountain of cocaine and that that really did become his life for a while you know I should add he did have a son and daughter who, yeah. uh, who were very honest about a lot of this when I spoke to them for the book but that, that was that side to his life
3: and also I'm kind of laughing at it listen I, I um uh, had a massive cocaine problem and there is there is no lonelier drug than cocaine yeah. you know it yeah. sounds funny he's, he's in a mansion with a mountain of cocaine so I, I bet been that told, was well, yeah. I bet, I, yeah but I bet that was hideous and I bet he never <laughs> left that room room, you know, that huge house, and I bet he stayed in the corner of that room just shoveling coke up his nose.
9: Well, he was a big four-poster bed, and he had a CCTV, so he could see everything that was going on yeah. around the grounds, and uh, and he had a, play- a Playboy bunny that moved in with him, oh, right. round about the late 70s, so there was something else to do as well, you know, when um, the coke ran out.
3: Yeah, when the, well, well, exactly, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, so he enjoyed himself, did? Indeed. Listen, because like I say, Led Zeppelin is kind of my blind spot when it comes to pop and rock. Mm. How, why? Did, I'm going to ask you a really dumb question, but there may be some relevance to this. How? Why did they run out of steam? What happened to them to cause them to? Was it was it punk? There was something that stopped no. them being huge and. I think, all well, they,
9: they were so big, they couldn't get any bigger. Right. I think this is a point Peter Grant himself made. By 1975, he said to them, there's nothing else I can do. How many more nights at Earl's Court or, yeah. you know, Madison Square Gardens? But by that time, there were hard drugs in, in the band. There was a heroin problem within the band. And I think all groups have a shelf life. Uh, they, they do, all of them do. Yeah. You can't put a time, and you can't say it's five years or ten years. And they'd been together, they, they lasted for just over ten years before the drummer died but I think perhaps you could say they were running out of steam towards the end. But I think it was the combination of cocaine and money and power. The amount of money they generated made them incredibly powerful, and that upset people within the industry, particularly, and Peter was in the firing line for this. A lot of people wanted a piece of his business and wanted a piece of Led Zeppelin because it was a multi-million pound
3: business. Yeah.
9: And I think all of that started, certainly started to chip away at Peter. His marriage broke up, and after John Bonham the drummer died, that was it. He almost said, well, that's it, I'm done now. And, you know, the, the final few years of his life were very sober, and just him sort of pottering around Eastbourne, he'd moved to Eastbourne and just lived a quiet life, completely the opposite of what
3: he'd had before. Isn't that funny? Because I've been to Eastbourne, mm. and it's, you know... It, it, <laughs> that, it, town, it, it, yeah. it's a town, It's a great place, but, yeah, it's it, it's it's completely different from playing at Madison Square Garden with one of mm. the biggest rock and roll bands. It's literally the opposite end of the world. How did he... So he got clean and sober, did he? And, and, and yes. d- looked after himself, which is great. Great to hear, but how did he, did he enjoy the quiet life in Eastbourne? Yes, he did.
9: I mean, he had grandchildren by then. I think the truth is with Peter, is he was a generation older than Led Zeppelin. So he was born in 1935, so he was right. 10, 10, 11 years older than the members of the band. And I think deep down there was a sort of a very, quite a sedate English gentleman in there somewhere. I mean, he had a very child, very impoverished childhood, and a tough upbringing. But I think he was, deep down, was quite traditionalist. And this is what his family would say to me. He said that despite all the madness, underneath it all, there was quite an ordinary guy waiting to come back out again. And that's sort of the guy that, that came back out. And he died when he was 60. He died relatively young. Yeah. Because I think the lifestyle had caught up with him. But that was it. His last few years were spent babysitting and watch, watching Lovejoy in EastEnders. LAUGHTER
3: Oh, no, the poor, Gun,
9: poor bugger. Guns and Roses, his manager, once phoned up looking for advice in the early 90s because Axel Rose was completely out of control. Yeah. And he had to call back later when he tenders it.
3: Oh, mate, isn't that great? And that's the way to go. Yeah. There's, there's
9: dignity there. Yeah. a certain dignity. Um,
3: Quite often with a lot of these bands, there was always some shadiness, some kind of, I don't want to say mafia, but... Oh, there was plenty, Was that, yes. was that stuff going on with oh, them? Oh, there's loads in the book. Loads oh. like that. Oh, yeah. brilliant. It, get, it gets dirty. <laughs> About halfway in. Yeah, past the picture section, that's all the
9: mafia <laughs> stuff.
3: Um, I, 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 I didn't realise this. You wrote... Um, the are in a War a book about the Who, didn't you? Which yes, I which did. Which I've got, and I've got, I've got a big pile of books to read. I've got that, and i 'm not again. That's another one of your books I've not read. No,
9: thanks. Yet. Yeah, no, I know.
3: I'll get, I'll get round to. it. I may find they both. I don't like either of them, and uh, we'll have yes. to get you on again and tell you off, Mark. Um, but how does? Because I always, I'm, I'm a, Who, I'm a big Who fan, mm. and um, I always kind of feel that Led Zeppelin stole the Who's thunder a bit, kind of about seventy seventy one. <laughs> that the the Who never quite got as great as they could have been. You know, they had some great albums. Tommy, I think, probably scuppered them m- more than it helped him. Uh, but, you know, Who's Next? And my favourite Who album is Who by Numbers. I know. love Who by Numbers. What? what, what quiet, love. of
9: us. We're the only two people in the world that I like that record. Blue... I, don't mean, I don't talk to anyone else that likes that. Blue, Red
3: and <laughs> Grey? How many friends have I really got?
9: Oh, it's brilliant. However much I booze.
3: Oh, it's, a yeah. gr- I mean, it's great. But, but they kind of... The Who seemed... The Who seemed to bottle it a little bit in about 70, 71, and let let Zeppelin take up. I do think so. Yeah, Yeah, I do think so. Um, Well, they
9: didn't have Peter Grant managing them, you see. Their management started to fall apart around 71, 77. But the Who were a bit weird. They were a bit edgy, a bit strange. Yeah. I think Zeppelin, you had Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, sort of, they looked Good together, didn't they? That was the sort of a Keith and Mick type guitar yeah. hero lead singer thing where Townsend was always sort of a bit angry and sort of jumping up and down in a boiler suit, wasn't he? And that kind of thing.
3: Was there a rivalry between the two bands,
9: do you think? I know that uh, Pete Townsend doesn't like Led Zeppelin's music. Right. But uh, I don't know if there was rivalry. I actually did try and goad Roger Daltrey about this once and said, look, Robert Plant stole your hair, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, you of know, course. Stole your look. Look. But he, he wouldn't He wouldn't take the bait. Would he not? Yeah. No. He was jealous because Robert Plant's taller, because obviously Roger Daltry's a smaller <laughs> gentleman.
3: <laughs> um, Mark, what, what's next? What's the next project you working on? I'm having on? a lie down. Shut yeah. up. Come yeah. on. I'm having a rest. i, I I'm tired
9: after this. <laughs> go and watch some Lovejoy. I think you yeah, can. Oh, oh, Don't phone. Yeah. Mate, uh, Don't li- phone when it's
13: on.
3: Mate, thank you so much for coming on. The book is Bring It On Home. Peter Grant, Led Zeppelin and Beyond. The story of Rock's greatest manager. It's by Mark Blake. Amazon, of course, if you want, but uh, you know, yeah. real bookshops have it, the big green bookshop. Mark, thank you so much for coming thank on, Matt. It's really nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. What a nice guy. What a great sounding... Um, this, this book is getting read. Don't worry. It's not one of those ones, chuck it on the path. This is brilliant. It's getting read. I'm, I'm thinking maybe your dad might like, yes. like that for, for Christmas as well. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with Ian and Cat.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Yeah. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you
3: talk. So, um, Stairway to Heaven, we're going to listen to it tonight. How long is it?
4: Long. Oh, is I it? I reckon it's about, I don't know, about six minutes, I can check.
3: Six ain't that long. I've written, I've written songs that are an hour. I mean... We're going to hear some songs that I wrote um, later on. I'm putting that off. I don't really want to do that bit. So, it's how I think Stairway to Heaven goes, OK? Opens with the guitar bit. Down, 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 down. No, do no, no, come on. Go on. You've heard it. Go on. You've heard it. Sorry, I just can't help it. I've it's not heard it. All right, go on. I don't know it. I've heard, like, snatches of it.
4: Go on. Just go again. Oh, it's eight minutes and two seconds.
3: Down, 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 down. Don't don't doubt don't doubt ring There's a rock by a pool and she knows it is cool and she's buying a stairway to heaven I think the guitar copies the vocal voice. Then they sing again. Buying a stairway to heaven. Then a f- recorder comes in. Oh, because they loved all the recorders and, and shit in, in Led Zeppelin, didn't they? <laughs> and he always sings. And she's buying a stair. Way to heaven Then another verse another verse What do you think that's about? Okay. Um her hands are quite small. Her love is so tall and she's by a stair way to heaven. You sure you haven't heard it? <laughs> Wouldn't it hey? Wouldn't it be if I got all the words exactly right? Eh? Wouldn't it be incredible? <laughs> Very incredible, yeah. That, right, so I've done about thirty seconds of song. How do they stretch that out? Right, okay. Then and I only found this bit the other day the other day, a couple of years ago, and I heard it and I went, Oh what's this? And someone, it's stairway to heaven, and I switched it off. So then it goes
4: More recorder work there. <laughs>
12: It's a dancin', dancin', bom bounce, bom bounce, 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 Chicka
1: really he starts
3: um, noodling. Um. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. That's how I think it goes. Never listened to it before. I'm going to listen to it now. Oh right, okay. We're this doing is going it. going to happen.
4: Now I've known you for what five, six years now.
3: Unfortunately, yes. And it's
4: been the only thing really that's made you different. from No, me.
3: it's not. I've only ever seen one episode of Friends, and I've seen that episode twice. All right. So it, I've still, I'm still different. It's one of two things unique. that
4: have made you interesting that you don't know. Uh, stairway to Heaven. So I mean, this is a considerable sacrifice.
3: Here we go. Here we go. This is it. Let's do it. We're, we're in. It's an advert for Philadelphia. Don't quite see the connection. Here we go. <laughs> It's close. Recorders. Descant. Sounds like a flute. It's a descant.
4: Sounds like a key Synth.
3: I was, I was pretty spot on. <whistles> we go. I did, I,
5: did
3: I did not know it was in Spanish.
5: I did not know it
3: was in Spanish. I didn't know that. Pretty spot on so far.
5: <laughs> Stay
3: to F- flutes, recorders. Oh. oh. Ah! We didn't know this bit. He sounds like a woman, doesn't he? Robert Plant. Repetitive. It's a little bit, a little bit limp, but it's going to rock out. Here comes the rocking bit, I think. Recorders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to
3: they don't repeat the thing.
1: Here we go.
3: Tempo changing. I suppose it makes sense, they're singing in Spanish. They they were very into mythical... There was a guy on Radio 4 today. You'll never guess his name. You'll never guess his name in a million years.
4: Was it Peter Pickernose?
3: No. Don't don't worry about the surname. First name. Uh... You'll never guess it. You'd think he was an American guy.
4: Okay, Randy.
3: Um, I don't know. I did. It was. It was about him doing a charity. I don't know his okay. sexual status.
4: Um,
6: Bud. Nope. Chip.
3: Nope. It's not an American name.
6: Oh. Okay. Uh, it's an a- incredible name. Lucifer.
3: Nope. No. Go on, then. It begins with an A. Aesop. Nope. Clever. No. It's Greek. Greek name. Yeah. No. But Aesop. Saying, yeah. No. But I'm saying no. But All I'm right. giving you a clue. Archimedes. You're getting close. Oh. Um Aristotle. No. Uh, uh
4: um, Athens. You ready? Go on. Agamemnon.
3: Agamemnon.
8: What's his
0: name? This is shit, this song. <laughs> this is lousy.
4: I don't think this is the best mix of it, to be honest.
3: This bit is exactly as I did it, and you know it. Exactly as I did it. John Bottom
5: on the drums.
3: John Bottom really is one of the greatest drummers of all time. You can't argue that. Listen to this. Listen to the back me. Drumming force, force...
2: Not cool, man.
3: Oh, okay, sorry. so. This is a Wu Tang. I'm just quoting the Wu Tang if they were here. Well,
4: they need their mouths washing out.
3: They do. um They do.
4: And a letter home.
3: Yes. Well, that's mm. the first time I've ever... Let's listen to it again,
4: actually. No, she's not Spanish. Where's she from? What's the name
3: of that person? It's, 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 um, it's uh, Led Zeppelin. It's the lead singer, Robert Plage. Robert Plage and Jimmy Pant. <laughs> Jimmy Pant? Jimmy Pant and Robert Plage. Robert Lapage. <laughs> Robert Lepage and Jimmy Pants. Live! Together again, Led Zeppelin are back! Um, I thought that was a little bit mere, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I wish I'd never listened to it. But there you go. You've heard me listening to Led Zeppelin. Singing the Stairway to Heaven song for the first time. First time I've ever heard that in my life. Mm. 344 4991000 This is Talk Radio. Late night
0: conversation, Well, losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
3: 4991000 is the phone number. The late night alternative, uh, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, weeknights from ten. Don't forget if you're listening uh, on the app the Talk Radio app, or any of the radio player apps, or you can listen on talkradio.co.uk. Um, we, we also broadcast on DAB, and they just put up a load of new uh, pylons, power pylons. What, what do they call the, um, it's not statins. What's the, the thing, the pylons, the pylons? Antenna? No. A pylon? What do they call the thing where they put the, that's the signal, the radio signal. Yeah. Transmitters, thank you, Sam, thank you. Idiot. Pylon. Thank you. As close as the. Yeah, don't do the, oh, I've got a sneeze <laughs> thing so everyone feels sorry for you. They
4: feel sorry for me anyway. They're
3: fake sneezes. So basically, if you couldn't get us on, on DAB before, if you go and do a, a deep retune, not a yoni massage, Ooh.
1: a
4: deep.
3: Re- <laughs> you fancy a yoni massage? I'll get you one after work.
4: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no, thanks. <clears throat> By the way, if anyone tried the yoni massage, um, I'd love to see a video of that. Um, no,
4: Don't care for what you wish for.
3: Okay. Um, but basically, what I'm saying is if you've got a DAB radio and you couldn't get us before, do a deep retune. You'll go in and do it deep, right? Oh, God. What? Well, they, Let's not say even... it without being a pervert. <laughs> thing is, the thing is, dickhead, I wasn't even being a pervert then. You are! No. I was not even being a pervert then. Go I and think do history it. will disagree. Oh, history will judge me, and bio, boy, oh boy, I'll be dead. So, um, but I was going to go do a deep reach and you might be able to get DAB, or, you might be able to get us on DAB on your thing, but although, to be honest, I wouldn't bother until Catherine is fired. Good evening, Stefan. Hi there. Hey, Stefan.
13: Hi, yeah, um, so I guess you've probably had quite a lot of people on talking about Brexit today, um, yeah. Um, uh, I'm 24, uh, I'm Scottish, um, I voted to remain in the last election and um, to be honest not a lot has come up uh, in the last two years which has encouraged me to change my mind. Um, basically I just wanted to talk a little bit about how um, as you know, part of the younger generation I feel that a lot of the people who a, didn't have the chance to vote last time round because they were yeah. uh, below the voting age and also yeah. a lot of people who have possibly... But there, already, were, also like, a lot of, there or... were
3: also a lot of young people that did vote to leave. Let's not, let's not ignore well, that. Well, a lot,
13: but, I mean, yeah. as someone who comes from Scotland and we overwhelmingly voted to remain, yeah. um, I, I, a lot of my friends, you know, in fact, just about any young person I spoke to well, was h- heavily in favour yeah, of me. I don't, I, I don't, remember. I
3: never, no, hang on. I never, I never buy that as a thing because we tend to, the people that sure. we tend to talk to tend to be of, of, of similar, you know, um, uh, well, moral yeah. and political backgrounds to us. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's unlikely. That um, you know, a Jeremy Corbyn supporter, yeah. for example, is going to be hanging out with um, neo Nazis. Well, well, actually, actually, that, that might—that's a terrible example because it's possibly <laughs> possibly <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, the people, you know, when people say, "Well, all my friends are the same," well, yeah, because that's sure, why—that's yeah. what they're why our what I can't speak. Hang on a second, Stephen. That is why they are our friends. Do you need a, you need
13: a deep retune.
3: I need a deep retune. I, I need a yoni massage. <laughs> are you offering?
13: Uh, no,
3: all, then. <laughs> no. Okay, well, here's the, th- here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. And, um, I don't know, uh, how, I, I don't know, I, I'm guessing you've not heard this radio show before. Um, not at this time, anyway, no. Well, ble- well may-, may God bless you, Stefan, for listening to this nonsense and for picking up the telephone and giving us a call. Let me set the scene a little bit, and then I'm going to let you make your point. Don't worry. Okay, um, thank you. This, this, this show with me and Kath, Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night, The Late Night Alternative, is we never really talk about politics, right? We, we talk about light, frothy stuff. We just had me listening to Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven for the first time. I'm going to read out some song lyrics I wrote as a 19, 20-year-old a little bit later on. Um, so we never really talk about politics. But but, but today, and people can phone in about whatever they want, but Brexit normally gets met with a sigh But today, yeah. I have found... The, and I've been, I'm, I'm, I voted Remain, but I'm not really that bothered either way just to set the scene for me, I don't really care. I'm bored by it. <clears throat> yeah. I wish they would do some one thing or the other and let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. I don't really care. But I must admit, the last 24 hours, Stefan, I have found to be absolutely hilarious. I have uh, <laughs> Honestly, I've been laughing so much. Esther McVeigh re- resigned, thank God! I'm you know, like, who the hell is she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I am laughing so much at the government just falling apart and stabbing each exactly. other, not even in the back, they're stabbing each other in the chest. In the front, it's, looking it's, at each other. <laughs> but it's wonderful. It's Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm I'm, so amused by every... By just yeah. watching them collapse, those smug, arrogant a-holes on the right and on the left and in <laughs> Scotland and in Ireland, all of them, all of them, yeah. just, just you know, being shown as the toss pots that they are. But go on, what was your
13: point? Pretty much. Anyway, yeah, um... Obviously, as you say, like, it's not normally a, a political show, so I'll try to keep it fairly light.
3: You say whatever um, you want to say, brother. You've called in, it's the <laughs> first time you've called in, and I appreciate that a lot.
13: Sure. Um, basically, yeah, today, it's just, it just sums everything up for me, basically. Like, Theresa May standing up there, like, in in the House of Commons, number one... You know, okay, we marginally voted for the Conservatives again at the last general election. She didn't get the overwhelming majority that she was hoping for. Which, when she announced that general election, a we the the people who voted for Brexit actually voted for David Cameron to take it through Parliament. Hell knows how that was going to work, but anyway, she's standing up in front of the House of Commons today. She's getting absolutely lambasted left, right, and centre from yeah. her own party, the Labour Party, SNP, and she's got to try and stand there and say, "I have got a better deal <laughs> for this country than what we currently have." To, uh, and I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how can you turn around? No, you how can you look yourself in the mirror and say what we're
3: about to get is better than what we have? And yeah, she's "Understand lying. that." Like, she's like, "But do you, uh, Stephan You've got to respect her stones, haven't you? Because to stand there today... Yeah, an impossible job. But to stand there today in Parliament, right, knowing that loads of your Cabinet have quit, that you're a joke, like the British press is considering you a... Everyone thinks you're a joke, right? And everyone is saying, well, yeah, this ain't going to get voted through. But to stand in Parliament and, and, uh, you know, I've done some pretty brave things in front of audiences before. I couldn't do that. Just stand there and go... Right. Well, I think that this deal that all of you are laughing at, I think it's the best deal. I think it's a great deal. Uh, I yeah. think we're going to vote it through. It, there's not a chance in hell it's going to get voted through. But she stood there going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be fine." I, if, I'd have, if I would have stood there for thirty seconds and gone, "Do you know what? F the lot of you." And stuck the finger and up and walked, walked out. out. <laughs> yeah. So I've got. I've, she's either. Here's the thing, right? She's either insane. Or, this, yeah. is, this is my theory, Stefan. I, I, she I reckon, genuinely
13: believes it's the best deal that we can get. Genuinely believes
3: it's the best deal we can get. Or, here's my theory, right, and this is starting to get some traction now. She is a saboteur, right, because we know that she was she voted Remain, okay?
13: Yeah.
3: Uh, that she knows that, leave, that Brexit is the worst thing that could ever happen to this country. So she is sacrificing her own political career and <laughs> reputation to screw it up so that it never happens. She's prepared to take a hit and be, you know, politically assassinated to make so sure her country... you're calling
13: her a martyr for the cause. <laughs> I think
3: I I think I think am, and I think history is going to prove me right, that she is the bravest Prime Minister, the most selfless Prime Minister this country has ever <laughs> seen. Because no-one could well, be that dumb! No-one could be that dumb, could they? like to think so.
13: A um, hundred grand a year salary, but who knows...
3: Come on, man. That's that's nothing. That's nothing. I I earned that on a bad year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. So um, why are you? Why are you um, listening to this rubbish now at this time of night when you don't normally listen to it? What What, what, what yeah, are you normally doing at quarter to twelve on a Thursday night?
13: To be honest, I'm normally playing Xbox or something. Yes. Nothing. Nothing exciting. But. Uh, yeah, I just felt like I had to call in and just say how actually ridiculous it's all getting. Like, I just couldn't sit and watch it anymore, no. not hold my tongue basically. Oh, no!
3: Well, I'm glad you picked up. You dialed the right number, definitely. Um, and you're Thank right. You it's, it's it's a it's a process that I've not felt involved with for, for a couple of years. And today is the first day I've, I've actually felt like, oh, I want to get my hands dirty on this. There's something in it. Yeah. What are you playing I on Xbox? Like is it to... is it Red Dead Redemption Two? It is actually FIFA 19. Well done. Very standard. Red Dead Redemption 2 is so boring, man. It looks great, but it's dull.
13: I've heard a lot about it. A lot of my friends are actually into Spiral, which is PlayStation, uh, oh. and not really my thing. But
3: oh, well, my, my uh, Sam, who works here, is nodding. I, I'm, a, I'm a professional streamer. Uh, Stefan, you can see me on my Twitch channel where I've got over 40,000 subscribers now, so I make a lot uh, of money yeah. from that. Not bad. Not bad. Not But 40,000 subscribers is not bad. But I don't know what's spi- <laughs> what Spiral. I don't know Spiral. To be honest, I'm not
13: 100% sure myself. Good. I just know that a lot of people at my work are very excited about it, and something to do with it's been on the go for like 20 years or something, and they're reconnecting with their childhood or something. Sounds uh, a on. bit hey, it's- like Brexit-y to me, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, listen, man, uh, I'm glad you called. There, there are shows throughout. I don't know how much you listen to talk radio, but there are shows where you'll get a more um, uh, intellectual host who could maybe, you know, yeah. can bo- box you around a little <laughs> bit with the, your argument. But you, you, I'm you, a you, big listener of talk sports, so... Well, I'll there you go. You're, you're, you're pushing there. on an open door here, and I'm not as bright as I like to pretend I am. But I really appreciate <laughs> you gave us a call, Stefan. Thank you, man. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. There we go. Nice guy. And uh, Fair play. He wanted to talk to someone about Brexit, so he phoned up Talk Radio. I'll give him that. I'm not going to knock the fella for that. It's the right number to dial. 03444991000. And he got me on a day when I'm kind of quite happy to talk about Brexit. Because I don't... It's nuts. It's the most nuts day. I'm loving it. It's the best day of my life. Um, I hope we get Jacob Rees-Mogg as our next Prime Minister. Don't. Uh, dear don't God. even
4: joke, right?
3: Dear baby Jesus, please, can we have Jacob Rees-Mogg don't. as the next prime minister? Because that would be wicked. Don't, because
4: I remember thinking, oh well, it'd be funny, wouldn't it, if Trump became president? It's never going to happen. Yeah. It, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? And it's not funny. Yeah, it, it's not funny. It's not funny enough.
3: I'm Jacob Rees. I don't, it doesn't talk like. I'm Jacob Rees-Mogg. It doesn't talk like The Godfather. I'm, ja- I, I'm Jacob Rees-Mogg. Ooh. I'm, I'm Jacob. Rees-Mogg. I'm Jacob Mark. I'm gonna kick your ass. (laughs) I'm gonna kick your ass, Theresa May. I'm gonna vote no confidence. I'm gonna come in there and get your seat while it's still warm because you've done a little far from your bar (laughs) bop Oh my god. Evening, Jay. Evening, boss. Evening, boss. Okay. I'm
7: listening to you for the first time on DAB
3: from Lincolnshire. Are you listening underwater?
7: Well, we are about thirteen meters below sea level because I live in the dip. Right. So I was just wondering, is there anything you can do about the signal here?
3: Yeah, I can. Because I'm... i hear you exactly the same way you will hear me. I can. I've got... A... All right. Uh, if I can get into this... Can I... can I get access into this computer, Sam? Can you get me access into the transmitter computer? Yes. Brilliant. Right. Let me get into the transmitter computer. Okay. I'm logged in. Right. Okay. right. I'm in. Is that any better? I'm to give you a tout. Hang on a minute. Is that any better? <laughs> All right. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Is that any better? I think it is. <sighs> so
4: much better. I
3: think it is. It's fake, Sheila. Good evening, fake Sheila.
14: It is fake, Sheila.
3: Well done. Ah. Only the real Sheila would say it was a fake Sheila. So this is no, re- it's fake it- Sheila. No no no, 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 no. You're not. No, 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 no. <laughs> The fake, fake Sheila wouldn't admit to being fake no, Sheila. No, this is
4: really Sheely.
3: This is really Sheely.
14: Oh no! Wearing her Heelys. <laughs> right. So with John I Peelys. Talk. yes. You were talking about a lot of things that I wanted to talk about tonight.
3: That's the, it's the kind of show we are. We talk about a lot of things, and we know that the listener also wishes to discuss those things.
4: And when we think I, about what we're going to uh, talk about before the programme, we go, what would really Sheely want to hear?
3: Yeah, man, yeah, man. So what is the Having thing you want you to hear about?
4: That, I was going to say I loved Katherine show last night, and I
14: kept thinking I'm going to call, I'm going to call, and we're going to call. But I didn't. You because never. Because it felt like... I love the show, Kath. It felt like Ooh. it was just a conversation between best friends. Ooh. Oh. And I thought, I'm not going to phone this.
1: Because
3: you haven't got any I friends. Thought,
14: I'm going gonna... <laughs> to... I've got some friends.
3: But I <laughs> Sorry, thought that was really rude, time... but it made me laugh.
14: Go on. <laughs> I just thought, every time I was going to call up, yeah. it was lovely. There were lovely people calling Kath, and it was beautiful. I thought, I'm going call, call, like, to call Kath and say hello... But I didn't need to, because there's so many well, isn't people. Isn't that a
3: lovely thing to say? And I, I have to say, I, I did hear a couple of minutes ago, I, I, I was in such a horrible place last night, and Catherine talked me off the ledge, and I came in and I burst into tears and said, I can't do the show. And she went, right, well, let's go for a walk, let's get some fresh air. And uh, at the end of it, I said, I can't do it. I've got to... And you said, right, I'll go home and I'll do it. So, and you stepped in with, with less than an hour to spare. So thank you, thank oh, you, thank you. Brilliant. I said, you're a good friend, and I, I love you very, didn't. very much for that. Thank you. She's the best. I was
14: waiting to hear you. I'd had a bad day, and I was, like, waiting. Yeah. I've never done that before. I thought, it's, like, 8 o'clock. And I spent two hours waiting to hear Ian Lee, and then Kath came on. I thought, that's brilliant.
3: Yeah, she's the best. She's the best. And here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, right? Th- th- there is a slim chance that Catherine and I are going to be doing Saturday nights, right? i probably not meant to mention, mention this, but I'm, I'm going to. There is a very slim chance that we might be doing Saturday nights. Not together alternating, right? So that I do ooh. I do one Saturday, she does another Saturday, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, right? Um, and, and all we need, and I'm saying this because I want this to happen, but um, all the money has been spent on Matthew Wright's cabs, right? Because he gets mm. cabs everywhere. And it's, all the money goes to him. That's actually a true story as well. It's not even a joke. That's my noise uh, about that. Um, and what we need is if we can find a company to sponsor Saturday night shows... Then me and right. Kath get Saturday night. And I'm, I'm I'm. don't tell my agent this, I've offered to do it for a reduced fee. I, you, know, you know, there's stuff, right? All this stuff I shouldn't be saying on the air. But, so if there are any companies listening, I suspect it's going to be cheaper than you think it is. If there are any no. companies listening, get in touch with Denny Morris at Talk Radio. If you think you might be able to, to uh, sponsor, and, and the thing is, if you sponsor the show with me and Kath, let me just say... You would have but the
14: really. We I can sponsor you. Can well, we? you can,
3: but we kind not need. We need to be like a company or something with money. But if a company sponsored me and Kath, we would we would get on our knees and we would suck you. <laughs> no, we would. See yourself. I'll oh. do that bit. We would tweet the hell out of you. We would. We <laughs> would okay. have pictures with your products. We would mention you I in the you show. Have a
14: company. So are you still going to do that? Sorry, I've got a company.
3: Have you? Yeah. Sheila fake really Sheila, get in touch with fake our boss Sheila, Denny Morris. Fake
14: Sheila, fake, Sheila. No, you're not company. fake.
3: You're not Um, get in touch with Denny Morris, dear listeners. If if you've got you, seriously, this is serious. This is, I'm not I'm not doing the thing. And I'll probably get told off for mentioning this, but someone's got to pull their finger out. It might as well be me. Um if we can find a company It's to... a
14: different company
3: to what you do, that's the difference. I don't on, you know work, how... how Do you work for LBC? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that would be wicked. <laughs> And now, sponsored by LBC, it's the Ian and Cass show on no, Talk I Radio. I don't Well it does listen, if anyone, I'm I'm not doing this to you, Sheila, but if anyone is listening and thinks oh it'll be significantly cheaper than you think it is. I don't know the numbers, but it won't be as much as you think. Get in touch okay. with Dave Morris, our boss, and say, Yeah, do you know what? Let's talk let's talk let's chew the fat. Let's talk turkey! Let's to- talk we'll talk about turkeys. Even though I'm I'm half vegetarian these days, I'll talk turkeys. You're not as
4: vegetarian as me. Oh, vegeta- How has that gone? I'd, I'd love to hear about
3: that. I've had two, I had two days and then i had a little bit of... Well, here's the thing. I'm going to eat meat three days a week and I had some meat today.
14: I find that odd. Why is it so difficult to eat, not eat meat for, like, two days a week?
3: It's, well, it's it's not difficult, but I, I was a vegetarian for a long time.
14: Yes, 26 years, I uh, know. I'm a bit weird, aren't I? She's body
3: your vegetarian BS. Here's the thing. I just I, just <laughs> eat, I eat meat... <laughs> I eat meat every day, and so trying to make a commitment to eat less meat is—it feels just—it's just strange to me. And also, I was cooking some food for the boys today, and, and a little bit of ham in it. But I was really hungry, so I had some of it.
4: I've been making the vegetarian mm. dinners, right, to bring in, and because I had a lot left over, I've done three days without eating meat now, just because I've been oh, eating. Wow. And I feel. I don't know whether it's psychosomatic or what, but I feel better. And it's like you know, you you wash your pan out afterwards, and it's just it all goes with water virtually. There's nothing stuck to the sides, and it feels like that's what's going on inside me as well. So yes, I feel cleaner. Exactly. I feel cleaner. I I'm not. I used
14: to be vegetarian, but I was like, in I whatever, and whatever. Like, <laughs> Who cares? I ate fish
4: fingers and I ate them.
3: I love fish. Mucky pup. Well, Sheila, we gotta go.
4: Okay, darling.
3: See you soon.
4: Bye. You were really rude to her then. She might end up being our boss.
3: (laughs) She sounded like my mum then at the end. All right, darling, see you soon. Bye. Have (laughs) have a good show. (laughs) Just just ring three times when you're in the way, but I won't answer. (gasps) uh, Rachel, stay there. You're going to be the first caller of the next hour. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
3: out what the tune is just worked out what the tune is of that cleansing ritual just worked out what the tune is
4: The first bit sounded like somewhere out there from American Tale.
3: Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. But if you want to give us a call, the first two hours have flown by, by the way. Oh,
4: they totally have. In
3: there? Who is Sam talking to? Is there someone in there with you? You, who are you just are you talking to someone? Is there someone down there? Who's down there? He's not. He's probably talking to his stomach. He's just he just looking down and was just like, talking down there. Go and check. I don't believe. I don't believe him. He's who was the you in desk? a second, Rachel. Someone's under that desk. What is going on with you, boy? Well, listen, he's young. I'm turning a blind eye. You carry on. It's like that scene in Police Academy of the lectern. (coughs) Good evening, Rachel. Hi, Ian. Hello, Rachel. What have you got for us this wonderful, wonderful evening as our country explodes around us? What would you like to say to the nation? (laughs)
11: <laughs> well, I just thought, as you've had a few new callers tonight... Yes. ..I would join in to that party.
3: Oh, the old... Uh, my uh,
11: partner... Yes. Yeah, well, you know... We, we're welcome, so, very
3: welcome.
11: My partner, Jason, is just obsessed with your show and literally listens to your podcast, live whenever, because he travels quite a lot.
3: OK. So you're saying Jason no, is away done. from home quite a bit. Is that what you're saying?
11: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they're, they're fine. He travels, so he listens. But he likes to listen it keeps on it. Right. Entertained. Um, so, my point is, yes. he has said, let's liven the show up. Ooh. Let's have a sing-song. Oh. A bit of Neil Diamond. Yes, man! Sweet Caroline. Get in there! Go for it, Rachel! Oh, no, I don't want to sing on my own. <laughs> we'll get you and... Um... I thought you were going to play the song for us. I'm not going to... sing it up a little bit. let we liven
3: it up a little bit. It's the most lively show we've ever done. You want me to sing? What's that, my your monkey or something? Right, so...
11: No, you're not a monkey, but my partner Jason now wants to sing a little bit of Sweet Caroline with, it. with you, though, Ian. I'm so not singing! Hey,
3: hey, listen, first of all, you keep saying he's your partner. I'm suspicious. I think um, Jason is you, and then you're just going to put on a different no. voice. That's so why you can't sing at the same no, he's
11: time. he's here. I promise you, he's here. He is here. <laughs> let and me, let me, me hear him talk.
3: Hello. Yes, it's the same person. They're not talking at the same time. <laughs> it's the same person. No, he, stu- he thinks
4: I'm stupid. <laughs> Gotta get up earlier in the day to trick us.
3: Let me speak to Rachel, please, Jason. Rachel is passing over now. Hello. It's <laughs> like Ray Allen and Lord Charles when they cut when they do a duet. It sounds like they're doing. Yeah. You're the same person.
11: No, we're not, I promise you. Well, how come you can't talk at the same time? We're, 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 we're no, the same time. there we go, yep.
3: You didn't! <laughs> if you play that tape <laughs> back, you one of you said something, then the other one said something. <laughs> <God> <laughs> Rachel, Rachel. Yes. Please, yes. could you sing some Neil I'm Diamond for there. us? Sh- to, hold on. Shut up, Jason. Right. I, I'm falling for it now. Yes. Stop it. I'm getting sucked into the madness. Rachel, could you please are sing? You
11: a, are you not a Neil Diamond fan
3: or what? I am not I, I, oh I'm gonna choose the or what. Oh
11: you're not a Neil Diamond. No, you
3: said are you not a Neil Diamond fan or what? I'm going for or what. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> live this show is it, so yes. as flat as uh, as as flat as a pancake. So why don't you liven it up by singing us a Neil Diamond song? Oh
4: one. Right, let's a two. Get a little a one, two, bit two, of three from YouTube.
11: Right, you ready? Yep, go. Oh I'm not ready. Not prepared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought
11: you what was that did, for I you have just dr- with did you just drop your guts I what you <laughs> oh ian i'm disappointed I thought you i'm disappointed in you
3: phoning up and blowing off down the phone dirty woman <laughs> or man <laughs> rachel a one two yeah. one two three four It's not,
4: re- it's not how the counting works. They really
3: have livened up this show that they said needed livening up, didn't they? Flipping, heck man! Spring. Oh.
11: Spring becomes
3: summer. Oh. You ready here again? Yeah, we've been ready for the last five minutes! Hey! Well, that's Neil Diamond. Touching In time with the music if you can.
11: Oh,
7: I'm
3: trying.
4: I'm trying. God. me. me.
3: Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, why was she pretending or he pretend What well, they were there was the same person. We know that clearly there was only one person there. Why would you do that? What kind of sick? That's a bit like um uh, Anthony Perkins in Psycho, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. He's pretending to be his mum. Yeah. Psycho's rubbish. See what's clever about Psycho? What's really clever about Psycho? Is that the first thirty minutes you think it's all about that woman uh-huh. I think she's robbed a bank or something. It wasn't her and her partner robbed a bank and she puts the money in the boot of the car and she So you think the whole film's gonna be about her. And
4: she was a big star. Who was she? Janet Lee.
3: Janet Lee. That was it. Uh, distant, very you know distant who her daughter's relative of mine. Yeah, of course I do, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um am I right? I'm not wrong. I was thinking of her other daughter. Um Vivian Lee. I'm not wrong. I know the Lees. And of course, her first husband. Bruce. Now and of course her second husband, Christopher. Yes And of
4: course her great grandson.
3: Me. Now so the genius is that the the misdirection is you think it's gonna be about her, but then she gets spoiler alert killed off in about thirty minutes. Then the rest of the film's boring. So there's a guy who lives thinks dresses up his mum and kills people. <laughs> boring. It,
4: it was shocking for those days. No, it
3: wasn't. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say it. Hitchcock's films. Suck.
4: I don't really like them.
3: I did quite like the birds, actually. Vertigo sucks. North by Northeast sucks. Um, The the one that doesn't Real Window sucks. Uh, The one that doesn't suck is the remake of Real Window with Christopher Reeve. I'm joking. That sucks as well. When he was in the wheelchair when he after the accident, yeah. Um, No, the one that doesn't suck is Lovely, Lovely when Van der Valk goes round strangling women in London. That, that's a late one, 1970, 71. Lovely. Lovely. It's
4: called Lovely, Lovely.
3: Is he strangling? No, what's it called? It's called um, The Eden Project. It's called... Um, Boston Strangler. No, that's Tony Curtis. Um, lovely. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Oedipus. Um, centenary. It's set in London. It's called uh, the, the, the Vagina Monologue. It's called... Um, I don't know what it's called. But it's lovely. Can someone phone in? Phone in and tell me what? Did you type it on the screen? What did you type on the screen? What is going on with you? Driving me. Oh, lucky I'm. I'm strapped into this chair. Uh, otherwise, I, and I have to get strapped in now for um, medical and strangely enough, legal reasons. If I wasn't strapped in, I'd be out there. He's
4: I've... literally had a restraining order.
3: Yeah, on myself. I watched a, a, a film that gets seven point six on IMDb, and I'm watching it thinking. Nah, this ain't a 7.6. Oh,
4: really? What was that?
3: Upgrade. So, um, it was like Night Rider, but without a car. Uh-huh. Sorry?
4: Right. <laughs> okay. What, what, so, what, what, what are so you laughing it, at that? So why, why are
3: you laughing at that bit? Night
4: Rider without a car. Right,
3: hang on a second. You're laughing at that. You've not seen it. And I'm going to blow your mind. But yeah, it's like Night Rider without <laughs> I'm a car.
4: I'm imagining Night Rider without a car. And it's just, um, Michael Knight being reconstructed and strutting about.
3: Okay, um, spoiler alert, guys! I'm going to tell you what happens in Upgrade now, just because I need to destroy Catherine Boyle. Give me some other things that happen in Night Rider with the car, with the car.
4: Stunts, wicked stunts. Okay.
3: And when he's away from the car, what happens?
4: He can press a button and the car comes for him.
3: Okay. <laughs> but I think does... he's got a
4: watch like yours that yeah can...
3: yeah. And what and what happens with that with that watch?
4: Um...
3: Look out, Michael! There are two men in the room behind you.
4: All oh, right. They've yeah. got
3: guns, Michael. Yeah. Right, OK, so now take the car out, but you still get those messages. Who's
4: talking to him, then? Not the car. No, the... So no-one's talking. No. He's just got a watch.
3: The microchip that's <laughs> inserted... The crap to... watch. My watch is not crap. Well... You take that back now. Where is it? It's there. That watch is a, is a Casio <laughs> calculator, water-resistant alarm chrono. That's a flippy... You're not touching it. <laughs> it
4: looks like you've got to have a cracker. Don't mouth F off to me. That's I'm really not mouthing very F rude. Off.
3: I'm mouthing the full word. I know
4: you are. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yes. That escalated, ladies and gents.
3: Yeah, it did. Because this is not a crap watch. Okay. There, see your watch, mate. So look at your watch. Bling! <laughs> bling! Look at you, look at you. It's J- watch. JJ Coolman. What's his name? LL Cool J. <laughs>
4: Well, ladies love cool, James.
3: Yeah, look, bling. What is this? Do do you do like a little drive? you do a drive-by shooting before you went and got pimped the money off your hose? What is that thing? I can't even look at it. It's so bright. Oh, let's have a look at the face. it's it's the watch of. Oh, mate, it's got three. What do the the other three dials do? Seconds. Oh, minutes hasn't got a second. Hours. It's a stopwatch. She got three dials that do seconds, minutes, and hours.
4: Yeah, for timing. I'm going to time how long it takes for you to stop being a knob. Um, well,
3: th- stop it now. It's finished because you are an idiot. You don't know class. Everyone, this was a video on YouTube. On, on um, this was an online m- meme. This watch is went viral last week. E- it's online now. Just it's rub a bit f- with a bit of dettol. Why don't you rub that with a rub that with a bit of dettol? Wow, why have you brought that into it? Because you're bringing this into it. So I'm bringing that into it. That is none of your business. Yeah, and this is out of your league. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I accept... Gosh,
4: you've been going for quite a long time. I'm just checking
3: my stopwatch. You've been going for too long. I don't need to check a stopwatch, even though this does have stopwatch facilities, and I can do laps. But you
4: don't know how it works. And
3: I can do... I have not... uh, I could work it out if I needed to. Did you get some instructions? This has got a calculator. I did, actually. um, But I don't know where they are now. But I could work it out if I needed to. Um, so why don't you just get lost? You had the kids at school bullying me because my watch was pony. Well, this is not a pony watch. This is a classy watch. Look at goes Bling, bling, bling. Hey, I'm Jay-Z and I'm going to get up on stage and push Taylor Swift off stage. Why don't you go and push Taylor Swift off stage and talk about your wife? Don't hate. Congratulate. I don't hate. I masturbate. Now you've made me say that. Look,
0: can we have the ads now? Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh,
6: Dear what, what can, can the matter, matter be tea? three old ladies locked in the lavatory?
1: They've
4: been there from Monday to Saturday. Nobody knew they were there. Now
3: they're dead. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late night alternative. Um D A B app or online. All the ways to listen. Podcasts as well. Um uh, podcasts are plenty. Uh, go to iTunes, Acast, your usual podcast provider. Type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Stuff will pop up. Uh, Paul Ross is on at one. Switchboard is empty, so now's a great time uh, to call. So uh, I've moved house recently, and I had a lot of staff. Well, we we moved to Windsor, I guess, about um, uh, seven years ago. Uh, no, big, big, about six and a half years ago. And uh, from London, where I'd lived for a long, long time. So a lot of stuff got chucked, unfortunately. A lot of stuff I decided to chuck. A lot of stuff I went to look for it had been chucked. I don't know how that happens. Um, And a lot of stuff just went in the garage. was in a box in the garage. and was was untouched. For many a year. Many a muckle makes a mickle. And um, I was living... And um, then marriage broke down, sadly. These things happen. And... um, I moved into, rented a Commodaziano uh, for a couple of years, a little room. and didn't, I didn't really bring many of my things with me. I didn't bring any of my things with me. I had some books. I had my books and my poetry to protect me, and that was it. And a green screen. And then recently I've bought a house, very nice house. And uh, so all the stuff that was in the garage has come with me to the house. And it's not a, it's not a lot of stuff. It means a couple of boxes have rocked up that I've not looked in for a few years a little looking at the boxes and I found this. The brown ring binder file. And um, in it, there's, uh, well, there's there's a list of agents that I was trying to get in touch with. Um, 0171 is the number. That's how old this is. Um, all these places that I was trying to get gigs as well. Places. Um there's this is the, the the address for the drummer of Cooler Shaker written there as well. Um, Duncan Bar. Crack Comedy All these all these comedy clubs that you have to phone to try and get open spots. Michael Armit, who's now a director at um of the one show. Um, and his songs that I wrote. It's not all songs that I wrote, there's what's this there's, there's just some plain paper there, that's fine. There's some sketches that I wrote with Mackenzie. What's this? What's this?
4: Uh... <laughs> Is it the Lucy Speed You're All I Need song?
3: That could be in here. That could be in here. It's From this era. 20, 20, 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, now I'm a little bit embarrassed about this.
4: Well, let me see that thing that you just put away.
3: No, 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 that was song lyrics on the back of, um, like, a pay slip or something.
4: Can I Can I look? Uh,
3: no, you can't look. You can't read them, though. Why? Because I'm, now I'm starting to get a little bit embarrassed.
4: You've got to push through the shame, then.
3: Uh You've got to push through the shame. That wrote on, um, like, a sick bag. Oh, I mean, these are... Uh... Is that
4: song called Goodnight Louse?
3: Which one? That's called Goodnight Louise. OK. <laughs> you can't... You can't look at these. You cannot look at these until I'm ready. Um... Oh God, they're all just um uh Oh look some stand up here's a stand up routine I was working on. Um uh, uh, uh Here's here's the stand up routine I was working on when I was like okay. n- nineteen. Um they say it's a small world, but have you ever tried to walk it? I was never very good stand up. <laughs> <laughs> just, I a terrible stand-up. Um, uh, you always see fat people drink diet Coke. Donald, which is true. Donald
4: Trump said that, didn't he? I've well? written
3: down here. He's uh, just a phrase I've written. Spunky monkey. Spunky monkey.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, uh, stand up and we on the bus. You should have gone to the toilet. I don't know what any of this. This is this is like twenty-five years ago. I don't know what any of this means. Um. Police Escort, Shag Like Rabbits, I don't know what that says, Shinsies, Vicar Sack for Not Believing in God. These are all the comedy routines that I was working on, um, but this this is the goal. I don't know if I can do this tonight, because now I'm feeling a little bit ashamed.
4: Do you want me to go out? Is it because I'm doing a face?
3: You are doing a face.
4: I'm just doing my face, but I know that sometimes it annoys you. Oh, your face annoys me so much. I know that one. I can't help it. That one. I'm. I'm not even doing a face at this point. It's just a face that's on my skull. Look
3: at this. Look at this. This is what Um, what is? Oh, look at this. This is like. It's when I was applying to get tickets for the um, for Alan Partridge. It's the address you have to write to. Some of these are busking songs, right? So there's wa- wa- Waterloo Sunset is there, some monkey songs. Oh, I don't. Know I want to hear your song. I don't know if I can, Catherine.
4: Come on, I've sung you "Flipping Your Way Wow" about 15 million times. Yeah,
3: but you were like nine when you wrote that. I was an adult. I I could vote when I wrote. You were
4: this. still a child in so many ways.
3: Let's go to John first, shall Diversionary we? Diversionary. We may not get time tonight. Good oh, e-
4: Ian, come on. So,
3: good evening, John. Hi. Jesus, it's the worst Hi, uh, Hi John, great to hear from you, man. What have you got for us?
7: Uh, I just wanted to tell you like a, a little story about something that's happened to myself and my wife this week. Uh, and it's uh, amusing but totally stupid. Okay. So, what happened was, it's my wife's birthday, and as a treat, um, I bought tickets for us to go to a concert on Monday night at the O2 to see George Ezra. Oh,
3: really? Um, my boy's favourite. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so um boodle pesto. Oh debido, so yeah,
1: b- oh. that's
3: what we call it. Adibido. Yes, Adibido, yes. So,
7: okay, so on Monday I booked us a hotel in London. We we drove up to London, checked into the hotel. Yeah. Uh, we set off for the O2 Arena. Uh, we looked at the tickets. The concert wasn't until today. No. So... What? That was, that was mistake number one. Hang on, hang on, hang
3: on. You thought it was on Monday? I
7: thought it was on Monday. I booked the, I booked the tickets a long time ago. Wrote it on the calendar at home for the, the 12th of November. Oh, mate! And I know, nightmare. So we went to London on Monday, checked into hotel... Went to the gig,
3: and it wasn't until today. So unlucky,
7: dude. That was mistake number one. Yeah. Mistake number mistake number two. We drove back to the O2 today, parked up, walked to the O2 for the gig. It wasn't even at the O2; it was at Wembley Arena. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, You idiot! What a twat! What an idiot? John, what were you
3: thinking? Oh no, I'm a nutter. So, did you not... You've not seen George Ezra, then? And you spent a week in London? Yeah, 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 yeah. No,
7: I left... We left the car at the O2, parked up, jumped on the Tube at Greenwich,
3: went all the way across London... That's the other... The the other side of London, man. Oh, no, it's not... uh, Oh, don't even go there. Did you get to see the concert? We got to the concert. It was fantastic, yeah. Oh, Okay. you got there. And is your wife... Um, yeah, is your wife um, still talking to you? Yeah, she's sat next to me now. We're in the in the car on the way home to Portsmouth. <laughs> and how much <laughs> has this week costed? you? Did you stay in London the whole week? No, we went back to Portsmouth on Tuesday. We
7: only stayed in mon- Monday night. We ended up going to a comedy club in a gay bar on Monday
3: night instead of the George Ezra concert. Oh, that's all right then. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> that was a good night, yeah. John, you're a, you're a good man, you're a, sounds like you've got a good, solid relationship, and that's going to be a story to tell the grandkids about how you completely muffed up George Ezra. Thanks for, thank, thanks for sharing it with us, man. Cheers. cheers, yeah. cheers bye-bye. I've, I've, I've not done as bad as that. I've gone to the wrong venue to see Stephen Stills. Got to Stephen Stills just as he was going. Thanks very much. Good night. Oh, man. Good evening, Sadiq. Guess what's coming
15: out? Laurel and Hardy, the film's coming out. Laurel and Hardy made a film? Yeah, from YouTube, I want to tell you
3: but I forgot to tell you. Oh man, a lot. And guess
15: what's coming on Sunday? I'm a celebrity's coming back on again.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I won't be watching that.
15: And uh, um, you know, um, people that have epilepsy, are they allowed to go in the jungle or not?
3: Um, yeah, I think epileptics are allowed in the jungle. Yeah, I thought so. Why have you got epilepsy? It's dangerous, but people have seizures. How can they go on again? They, they, like they have. They um... have. They have uh, medics watching. They have medics standing by watching the whole time. Well, actually, they weren't standing by, because I remember Stanley last year fell over and cut his hand because he's a knob. And the medics took ages to come out and fix it.
15: How about people have, like... like, How about people have, uh, what's it called? Strokes. Not strokes, I mean,
3: people like... Diabetics or something like that. Yeah, they have diabetics. Diabetics are allowed to do it. Here's the thing. I didn't know that. I don't I think. Don't think I don't think. That. I don't think it's wheelchair accessible. So that is discriminatory. We can get a wheelchair over that rope bridge. So that is discriminatory. I,
4: I heard a thing about. And, uh, four, hang on, Sadiq, Hang on. Four of the contestants this year are vegans. Yeah. So they won't be able to eat any. Um...
3: No, because when I had my first interview about doing the jungle, I was still a vegetarian. I said oh, I'm a vegetarian. They said, "Oh, don't worry. Well, if you get an eating thing." They'll kind of fix it so you probably don't get an eating. Thing.
15: How about it may can? How can he the child if it's halal? How can it be halal? The animals. He didn't have halal. um
3: he didn't have anything that wasn't halal.
15: But where did you pray then? That's what I'm saying. He did prayed apply, um
3: there's a little bit on the other side where the bench was and he would go and pray pray there.
15: But did you pray the Quran as well? Sorry? The Quran. The Holy Qur'an.
3: I don't think he had the Quran. Uh maybe he did have the Quran. He had like um he had his rug and his hat. But pri- it's not, it's not, what? it's not respectful because the ladies
15: there
3: watching you it's not nice, is it? Well, no, that's, that's a silly, that's a silly thing about religion, because it should be open to everyone. Well, he, what you, do you mean, it's not, you... it's not respectful to have a pray, because there's a woman there, come on, Sadiq, come on, man. they not that, they're wearing that's, in that's than that. They're not wearing suitable clothes, not decent clothes that's i Yeah, but, like, what I'm well, yeah, but, they, but they, they, that's got, that doesn't stop you having a prey up, you want to have a little prey, you have a little prey. Can I have your number? I lost your number. Lost oh! Sadiq, I'm sorry. I only give it out once. Sadiq, can I write you? Can I read you some lyrics I wrote when I was um, a younger man and you you let me know whether you think this will make a good song? If
15: you give you a number, I can tell you... I can I'm say not going to give
3: you the number. Right. So I'm going to read this. This is a song. It does. This one doesn't have a title. Right? So I'm going to read this and you're going to let me know what you think about it, OK? OK. And I tell you, I'm so nervous reading these out. Listen, I know that these are rubbish. Okay, I'm not doing this. Going, hmm, I think I've, I think I've got, I think I've got a lost. My, I, I know these, these, I'm reading these because these are embarrassing. Right? You said my name was a rabbit hole. Do you know that? No.
15: He did. You said Sadiq.
3: Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> if anyone's listening, if anyone wants to, I'm only doing this because Sally is on is on Twitter saying I'm bottling it. I'm not bottling anything. I'm prepared. I'm I'm bearing my soul. And if any, if there are any. Uh, if George Ezra is listening on the way home from Wembley Arena and he's thinking, oh, I'm running out of lyrics. I got no words. I got tunes. I got no words. Then, George, you can have these. 50-50, obviously. So here we go. <clears throat> Catherine, I'm going to dedicate this to you. I don't have chords written down for this, so I can't give any indication. But any musicians out there listening, want inspiration, have some this. Are you ready, Sadiq?
15: I want to ask you a question. How can I talk on the rabbit hole if I don't
3: have your number OK. Are you ready, Catherine?
4: I'm always ready. Here we
3: go. <clears throat> it's respectful. Can I hold your hand? I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm talking to you. I like it. So, hey? Did you say you like it? He's gone. So, has gone. He's, he's gone. Three lines and he's, he's shot his load. Start again. <clears throat> Actually, let me hold your hand while I do this. Cause, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> can I hold your hand? I don't know if you can hear me. But I'm talking to you. Oh, no, this is inappropriate, actually, for us. So I dedicate this to Sam. Wherever you are, you know I love you.
4: Oh, Sam.
3: These are great lyrics. Breathe. If I push you, you breathe. <laughs> couldn't I just sit here for a thousand years and gently nudge you? With what? I don't know. See, reading it as an older man now, it feels like I'm talking about a penis. But I wouldn't, as a 20-year-old, I wouldn't have been writing about a penis.
4: Also, nudging someone with your penis for a thousand years, it's not a sustainable lifestyle, is it? And
3: then it gets dark. Oh, dear. If you die now, you know I'll never forgive you. Only you could leave me now of all the times to go. That's some deep shiz. Sam, come on the microphone there for a second, because you were pulling a face there, and I just didn't understand what that face... What was that face you were pulling? It looked like confusion. Yeah, I don't get it. What do you mean, I don't get it? I don't get it. What music are you into? Nickelback. You don't <laughs> get music. Get stuffed. I'm not, listen, I'm not doing this because I'm saying that they're good.
4: Is there a chorus? Or no, that... that's
3: all there is for that. Right, OK. That's all there is you for get,
4: that. You gave up you talk no, about sitting there no. for a thousand years nudging someone and you can't even manage a second,
3: no, second no. verse. It was finished. Right. It was finished. I'm going to roll now. Let's find some light. Another on one. Let's find some light. Let's, uh, the ones on the little bits of paper I don't think are as good as the... Uh...
4: The ones that got the proper A4 treatment. Uh... This
3: is good. There we go. Here we go. Right, this has got chords. This is, this is C. This is in chord of C. This is chord of C, and then the chorus it goes to F and G, F and G. So the verse is C, the chorus is F and G. I get it. Well done. Should have brought my guitar in. We could have made. Oh god! I mean, I tell you, I feel so nervous. But thank you, uh, thank you, listener. Not thank you, Catherine. Thank you, listener, for allowing me to express my uh, another part of my artistic soul. This one hasn't got a title. I'll give it one. No, you won't. This is my... I'm exposing myself to you.
4: I know, Yet again.
3: I'm feeling kind of lonely. Oh. Kind of lonely.
4: Oh, no, cool. You're a cool guy.
3: I'm, I'm feeling kind of lonely. I can't remember my writing. Wishing you would be there. Phone me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh,
3: that's lovely. It's usual unusual reaction. Sometimes we laugh out of um, arousal. <laughs> oh my God. You let me know when you're ready and I'll carry on. I'm never going to be ready. <laughs> I'm never going to be ready. Katie says, I'd love to hear your songs. I bet you're brilliant. Uh, so do I, Katie.
4: She's a bum That's
3: That's another song I've got here, actually. She's a bum <laughs> I'm feeling...
1: Oh, hang on. Oh, my.
3: Oh. By the way, I've got hundreds in here. We've, wait, got, we've got like a month's wait, worth of shows. Wait, OK.
1: Wait. It was just the,
4: the, the phone me caught me by surprise. It was so rude. This was
3: in the day before everyone had mobile phones, so actually it's... um I have up. to look you up in the book? I'm feeling... I'm
4: <laughs>
1: feeling...
4: What noise? I don't even know what that
3: noise is.
4: Come on, Catherine. Get it together. Dead
3: dogs. Dead dogs. Dead dogs. Which is actually the title of another song I've got in here.
4: Okay. Wait. 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 Don't do another one yet. <laughs> oh, this is silly. Stop.
3: Because the songs that I wrote as a
1: twenty-year-old.
3: <laughs> I may have been twenty-two.
1: Okay.
3: I'm feeling this is in C. So the the verse is in C, and the chorus is F and G. I'm feeling kind of lonely. Wishing you would be there. Phone me. I don't know what I can do. You're so near, yet I'm miles away from you. And I'm sure that I have seen you somewhere before. And I want you to come knocking on my my door. door. (laughs) Classic. Well, I like the classic rhymes. <laughs> I'm a classicist. Oh, God. Oh. Then we go back to C. So that was F FNG. Let's go back to C. <laughs> Wander around the town for five or six hours. I don't, this is not one of my best. Go to the park. Stay there till dark, talking to the flowers. <laughs> strange, strange reaction.
1: Oh, God. Oh,
4: Oh, dear. Then
3: I think that's the end of that song, actually. <laughs> Thank God.
4: <laughs> it's probably for the best.
3: Uh, OK, oh, That's right. That um, was lovely.
4: That was
14: lovely.
3: I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a roll here. I'm up, I'm up for doing this all night. I'm up for doing this all night. <laughs> oh, this, all night. <laughs> this one's called I Love You, I Love You. And the chords for this are Ooh. A. If you've got a guitar, mm. if, if anyone's got a guitar, mm. could you... Fo- <laughs> if anyone's got a guitar or a keyboard, could you phone up? oh three four We'll workshop it now workshop it
4: can i is a, there an online piano on here i can do it Hang on, okay
3: <laughs> a a7 d these are these are great chords hmm. i've written here a a7 d f sharp m f sharp minor e so this is this is quite an adv- advanced what is that
4: <laughs> A. but that's not a chord yeah but i need to, I, I wouldn't be able to do I, i've we'll, not got a touch screen
3: well find something that does chords then oh god Anyway, this one's called I Love You, I Love You. <laughs> I love what you. Are the co-
4: what are the notes again?
3: It's not notes, it's chords. I know, but
4: whatever, we'll just,
3: we'll just workshop it's it. A, A7, yeah. D, F sharp minor and E. All right, go on. I love you, I love you. you are just, but that's, no, you don't, no, I don't Shh. want to play with you.
4: <laughs> All right, I'll stop it. Go on, go on, serious.
3: Actually, that's quite atmospheric. That, that works. <laughs>
4: We're getting back. Hang on. It
3: works. That's atmospheric. I like it.
4: Richard piano. I wonder if it goes um, chords.
3: Hi, Ian. John's wife, Donna. Here. Who's John? Was that? Oh, that's the um, G- G- Ezra. The guy. one that w-
4: has been disappointed several Don- times by Donna, John.
3: Donna. 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 <coughs> do you want to cough a little bit louder into the microphone? <laughs> Donna. Dump. Dump. John. Donna Hi, Ian John's wife, Donna here, your song sound good. We want to hear more of the Bumleg song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Um, oh dear. OK. You ready? I love you, I love you. Words scribbled down in a fit of passion. I can't believe I won't see you again, my friend. Goodbye. Not laughing now, are you?
4: No, I'm waiting for my piano to come up. By and if go. you
3: can forgive. <laughs>
4: okay. What well, is it A D what?
3: N- no, A A seven, which yeah. you can't do because okay, I'm going to ignore chords. that. I'm going to do D a and... F sharp minor and E. And when I well, when I finger you, that's when you go to the right. That's when you go to the next chord. I'm so...
4: going to have to write them down because like, can you've got a pen?
3: You're not touching any of these pa- these documents.
4: Pass that pen there, please.
3: I sent um, Julia an email yesterday. I heard her on another radio station, and I emailed her and said she made me laugh. Very nice.
4: Pass me that She
3: thing. said she was terrified. The moral maze.
4: Wow. This is almost civil.
3: Yeah, the moral maze she was on.
4: I need something to, to
3: write. No, 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 not, not this. Not this. No, 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 don't touch anything that belongs to me. That? Yeah,
4: sure. <coughs> Tell me on the Right, so the first chord you do is
3: A. Yeah. Then, then when I finger you, it's F-sharp minor. Then it goes back to A. Then it goes to F-sharp minor. I'm missing out the A-7s because you're an idiot.
4: Yeah, and D.
3: Well, but you don't know when. Yeah, whatever. Just write it down. It's fine. It's is okay. it
4: A F sharp, a, F sharp, Yeah. A F sharp, and then D? Whatever.
3: Just play whatever you want. I don't care. It's, it's just nice. Do, this
4: is this sort of <clears throat> lack of precision that means that you never made it in the music industry. One,
3: hang on. Two, A, three, four. I love you. I love you.
1: <laughs>
3: Words scribbled down in a fit of passion. <laughs> can't believe I won't see you again, my friend. Goodbye. If you can forgive me for what I've done, then please do. I love you, I love you. <laughs> I love you, I love you. That's repeated. The radio's talking. That's prophetic, because I work in radio now. As. Oh, I know what this song is about. Stop, 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 stop. I know what this song is about. Go on, go on, go on. This is about um, Kurt Cobain committing suicide. Oh, blimey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he wrote on the, this is it. Oh, this is great. Listen to this. Because it alludes to it in a bit. It alludes to it. Illusion is a, allusion is a thing that songwriters use. And, and on the suicide note, apparently it said, I love you, I love you. So this is actually about Kurt Cobain killing himself. So let's start again. So imagine, now you're not laughing now, now imagine it's Kurt Cobain, OK? Uh, and he's, he's, got the, he's got the shotgun, and he's probably had some... <laughs> he's got the shotgun loaded up, or maybe someone else did. He's got the whiskey, he's a bit high on heroin, and he's going to kill himself. So he writes this song. This is a song from Kurt Cobain. So just, please, please stop it. It's disrespectful to... Um, I thought we'd started. No, it's disrespectful to... to, to, uh, okay. um, to um, What's her name? Francis Bean. Three, four. I love you. Hey, and I tell you, and just to stop, 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 stop. Please stop it. And do you know who I was listening to when I heard that Kurt Cobain had died? You won't guess. I'll tell you, Nick Abbott. Oh. So this song is inspired by Nick Abbott. Please. Ready. Three, four. I love you. I love you. Words scribbled down in a fit of passion. Makes sense now, doesn't it? I can't believe I won't see you again, my friend, goodbye. If you can forgive me for what I've done, I like that, it sounds like an ambulance, then please do. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. The radio's talking as I write this message. The news is some man shot himself. I think I've heard of him. His name rings a bell or two. Please, carry on. Please believe me. I'm waiting on your call. I love you. I love you. And that is dedicated to Kurt Cobain and Nick Abbott. Both of whom have ended their careers, shot their careers in the ass. And now you're thinking, oh, that was actually quite a good one. Yeah, because of my musical ar- arrangement. You're
0: an idiot. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Here's a
3: song uh, that was a Beach Boys pastiche that I wrote when I was 15 years old. We're going back 30 years. And I know this because on the first page, it's I get 10 out of 10 for my German Oh. My German homework. My German, um, spelling. Sportgeschaft. Dorgoy. Fleischery. Those are the shops. Um, but the second the one, um, this is, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of m- meant as a comedy one, so it doesn't, um, that doesn't work. Let's find, a, let's find another song. I'm really disappointed in, um, I'm really disappointed in the list. Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> uh... Oh, here we go. Okay, this one's called this one. I don't remember this one at all. This one's called "Something Went Wrong." Are you still playing along, the listener? You could have called in and played along. And... Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> I like it. This one's called "Something Went Wrong." It starts in E, which e. is an unusual, unusual um, key and chord to, to set a song in. And very mm-hmm. unusual, actually. Again, it's um, uh, again it shows I'm quite innovative. Actually, these are, I thought these were going to be rubbish, and actually, it turns out they're great. Here we go. Something went wrong. Used to be we could never say goodbye without crying. Used to be we could never walk away without somehow dying. What's wrong?
4: I'm looking for all the chords. You've just got an E there and then it goes to a C. Then it goes to
3: C, then it goes to D. So C, but those times have D gone. Something went wrong. Simple, back to E. I always thought we'd be at least friends, but I got that wrong. You said our love would never end. But never's not so long. That is a great line. This is about, probably about Kerry. If I think about it now. That is a great line. You said our love would never end, but never's not so long. You say it would never end. Actually, never. It's only quite a short time. It's clever. Now those times are gone, something went wrong. I don't know what this bit is here. Uh, Now those times are gone, something went wrong, and time has gone. Then brackets hold for longer than previous. And then it goes, then it says full out strumming drums, etc. So I was a. This is the thing. I wasn't just writing songs. I was arranging You're songs, orchestrating. I was orchestra. I'm an sorry. Sorry. I'm an orchestrator. Whatever happened to you and me? Seems like some things are never meant to be.
4: Well, that's true.
3: But I've, oh, but I've been back to yesterday. And there's one thing I've got to say. I need you. That is powerful that's powerful stuff man that's powerful stuff so many so many great songs in here it's a shame um, most of them are about Kerry actually
4: that one looks like a good one I saw the back I saw the first line of the one on the back silent tears <laughs>
3: <laughs> the best tears give me, are, give me that one. the best tears are silent silent tears roared down my f- this one doesn't have a title
4: is it not an extension of "Do You Remember"? Which no, "Do something? You
3: Remember" is like an upbeat kind of. That's about. Oh, it is about Carrie. I remember that one. I can remember the tune and everything to that. That's okay, a, let's have that. Nope. No, 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 no. I need a guitar for, for to really. You know. I don't get, think you know.
4: it made that much difference.
3: Silent tears roared down my face as I'd wondered why I'd come back to this place. I've travelled so far to come back home. I wouldn't have two comebacks there. But if it's this a lot is. If this is home, why do I feel so alone? Yeah. This is coming back um, to my house in the summer holidays at university.
4: (laughs) Also, you hadn't travelled that far. Where were you?
3: It was only London to Slough. I heard some. Here we go, look. I heard someone say that Caroline was sweet.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: And the times with her were good. But it seems that after all this time. I'm the one who misunderstood. This is he- this is actually great heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. And now you can't laugh because you're thinking, "Shit, this is actually great."
4: Well, you're half right. The first bit.
3: <laughs> I, got, I got the joke. You didn't need to. You didn't need to hammer thought it I'd home. I ran it home. I got it. I got it. The shit bit, yeah, I it. The shit bit. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I did get it then. Thank you. <clears throat> you can look at the sky. You can see the moon. But you have to see it's going to end soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: No matter how hard I fight... This is before the internet. When we didn't know any better. This is all written before the internet. And I think that you have to keep that in mind. No matter how hard I fight or try, I know my end is soon, and that's why I cry. Oh, blimey! I can hear... Two old men talking. This isn't written in my handwriting, so I think maybe Conan wrote these two lines. Telling me not to get above my head, but I can't be with you anymore. I'll have to dream instead. I think you've had enough for tonight. No,
1: I want another one. No,
3: no, no. Go on, give us another one. Give us another one. Um, Give us another one. Come okay, on. okay, let's go in.
1: I'm
4: getting I'm into this now. I'm I'm sort of uh, picking up the vibe. Gosh, uh, you can put those ones inside folders. These there ones are in,
3: these ones are uh, uh, semi-laminated. These are these are proper these are proper songs. Um the thing is I'm getting a little bit self-conscious because I know Paul Ross is out in the in that studio and I know that he's worked with he's worked with Nirvana.
1: Yeah.
3: And so and I've done a tribute song to uh Nirvana. Yeah. And I just I just you know here it comes. Please come in, Poros. Come in, Poros. You
6: worked with Nirvana, didn't you? Uh, did... I was there when they did the second series of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. You... We we mistimed it badly, or the then producer did, and they had about one minute twenty seconds. We played it again on the late show, and he yeah. started by saying, "I just want it on the record, Courtney Love is the best song oh, on the planet." Oh yeah, yes. That was this, and then into down <coughs> down. I don't know if you heard. I wrote. I've heard it. Yeah. The I'm night like... he died. Yep.
3: Um, uh, do you still getting of... over it? Aren't you? Do you think he would have liked that song that I wrote for him?
6: If I'm being absolutely it's honest, no. I love You... No, Sorry? no, he wouldn't have liked would you, uh, it. He'd have loved it.
3: There we go. Thank
6: you, Paul it's Ross. Simon Calder. Thank you, Paul Ross.
3: Yeah, you see? That's that's it. <laughs> we can play him
6: like a puppet, can't we, Kath?
3: It's called I Love You, I Love You. We play uh, him like
6: Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> I
3: don't know if you've got, um, if you've still got Courtney Love's address, but I'd love to send it on to her. I'd love to make a little demo tape. And Sadly, send it I never it. had
6: Courtney Love's address. OK. Let's... I did see it in a terrible film she made, I can't remember the title of it, with I think... J Lo was in it as well, and she was some kind of demented psychopathic kidnap woman. What was oh, it called? That was great with or something. No. Where she has sex with the boy next door. Some
3: weird, something weird like that. That's a great film. I love here's the thing. I love J Lo movies. Yeah. My wife used to Made watch in Manhattan.
6: Her. That's a great film. Uh, Monster in Law with oh, um, Jane Fonda.
4: Yeah, yeah. But you've never seen out of sight, which is the best one.
6: Oh actually Sight's a masterpiece. Which one's out of sight?
4: Steven Soderbergh. She was very wasn't really very well known. George Clooney wasn't massively Michael well Keaton. known. It was it's fantastic.
3: I watch it honestly because my wife would watch these these J Lo films. I got really into them. But yeah, there's one where she's uh, a victim of spousal abuse. That's what it is. Yeah, she, yeah. And she leaves and gets like ninja skills and then goes back and murders him, but doesn't leave any clues. That's a manual for life,
6: isn't it? That's a great... <laughs> women leave <laughs> and come back as a ninja. Yeah, yeah, Make just, them pay.
3: It's, I mean, it's, it's, she's, is that great. made in Manhattan?
6: No, that's not made in. <laughs> You're <laughs> on fire tonight, <laughs> Flipping Kath. Um no, it's not made in It's something either. like wanted or trapped. Or it's one of those one
3: word titles. The one and... I was thinking of is one where she's a sexy teacher and she has sex with the man next door, but then she goes into school at the beginning of turn and it turns out she's he's one of the pupils. He's just like a really big muscular pupil. Well, I'm not seeing that one. And he's a bit stalkerish and he puts Should loads start of... from Pornhub. <laughs> it might be. But he then puts loads of pictures of her um her pa- he took pictures of her in her pants and he posts them all around the school and um, she kills him. So She's, she's still the, Jenny
6: from the Blocks. Or is that Courtney Love we're talking she's about? She's the most...
3: Um, but anyway, if you could be any help at all at getting okay. that song to the Love Foundation, I would
6: really appreciate it, because I
3: think it's actually very special, and I think it'll bring them a lot of comfort.
6: Um, Paul, what's on your show tonight? Well, I have just heard the greatest sentence I've ever heard in my... Ent- I mean, I've been in this game for a long time. I've made yeah. some terrible rubbish, been involved in dreadful shows. You and me both, man. My okay. producer has just said, Paul the giant peanut Australian woman can do 2.15. Oh, at last! Across Australia, for regional tourism, there's a competition for this year's big thing. And they genuinely manufacture, as a town, a big thing. The giant peanut was unluckily just pipped by the giant melon, but I want to talk to the giant peanut lady, and she's on the programme at
3: 2.15. Melons are so
6: obvious. 2.50, the giant peanut lady, Paul, from Australia can do 2.15. That's all you want to hear.
4: Is it an actual peanut, or is it a replica peanut?
6: I'll,
3: I'll bring the cat in
4: I need to Paul,
6: Paul is now um, realising he
3: hasn't got a guest like that. He's leaving the... Oh, no, he's come back.
4: Go, <laughs> 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 It's Let's have, have a look. That's the story of the year. Look at the scale of the melon. That's a big melon. Flippiness. I mean, that is a portion of a big melon. Imagine fast, that whole
6: thing. The giant peanut lady from Australia can do 2.15. So if, if you don't, you know, go to bed now, but at least try and rouse yourself from the arms of Morpheus at How 2.15. Set your, you alarm,
4: that. set your alarm. It's uh, worth it. Um, She's
6: quoting it. Read a quote. I'm sorry we didn't make it, but I'm glad the melon won. How big is that banana? The time I've had to answer that question.
3: Can we can we get the big banana?
6: Ooh. Tomorrow? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I, no, I think Johnny Seaford's got that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn you, Seaford! Oh,
6: actually, you want to, I wonder next week whether I should get onto every single finalist. Yes. Oh, yes. Man, oh mate. Of to course pie you pie. have. Yeah, to. the big part, the giant fish. There's a huge egg. No, that is a huge melon, and the watermelon that was the winner, I think. And I've written beside it in my. I'm rather embarrassed I've written by it for the team. I leave the cutting. Fun story. Well, here's, here's a <laughs> fun
1: story.
6: Here's the thing.
3: Uh, listen, you can't be embarrassed by anything you've you've written. I'm I'm reading out songs I wrote 25 years ago, man. Um, Steve has just joined us on the line. Good evening, Steve. Oh, uh, hi, Ian. How are you? You're good, thank you. You're speaking to me, Catherine, and Paul Ross, Hello, who's on at Hello, Steve. Hi, hi. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, all three of
16: you actually, but mainly Ian. Oh. I didn't really want to talk myself, but just to ask you, what I, I didn't
6: really um...
2: want to talk to Paul Ross, but. Oh.
16: <laughs> I served Paul Ross in a pub once in Teddington by uh, Thames TV Studios. Oh, I remember sneaking out. I was doing some dodgy
6: shopping channel, I think. We used to make the word there for us, but I think I was doing an ideal, not ideal word, it was a weird CD-DVD channel. I used to sneak out between shows and have a crafty pint.
16: Yeah, yeah, I... that could well have been it. I know that Ian was there, of course, doing the persuasionist, but that's a different story. Oh, were you there? Um,
3: with you? Oh, I, I, I know that. Were you, did no, you serve no, I me didn't in
16: the. Serve you, I didn't serve you. I just know that you. I had an argument on anything.
3: the phone when I was in that pub um, with a man who was making me a custom box, and he was a liar.
16: Yeah, I've heard, I've heard all about that on the uh, Adam Buxton podcast. He was a liar, a and he I bullied... wanted to ask yes. you. Okay,
3: sorry. sorry, Steve. Yes.
16: What's the best book you've ever read by written by a musician?
3: Oh, that's that. That took a turn. Bob Dylan's a, memoirs for me, really, the first or, or volume.
6: Yeah, the Bob, Bob Dylan first Bob first Dylan volume was was. Uh, oh, and Bruce Springsteen's one's fantastic.
3: Uh, the Jimmy Webb one is great because I was not expecting it to be such a roller coaster
6: ride of insanity and arrogance.
4: Oh, Carly Simon one. recently.
6: Yeah, Carly nice. Simon one's good. I've what? got I've got a, a Matt Goss audio cassette tape that's pretty good of his story called um, I Owe You down. Nothing.
3: Uh, I bet he and does. That's the
6: last line of the book. Go on, Steve. What's yours?
16: Oh, um, uh, I read a good bio about um, Iggy Pop, but that wasn't written by him. Well, the, you've uh, you you set, set the question, the
3: man! Drinker. you set the question! you broken your own rules! Get out of here! <sighs> he set the question.
6: He didn't have a, a consideration for others. Um, he was just opening the conversation like a good barman. Well, I'm closing the conversation.
3: <laughs>
4: Time at the bar.
6: <laughs> like a bad customer. Uh,
3: thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. So, can I just ask, were you arguing about a custard box, did you say? a custom. Oh, a custom and box. And he did a very, very big box and he okay. refused to make... Will he... Anyway, we'll t- I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Ta-ta.